BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. The development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. 
I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. This show is live. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And what is it we do, you may wonder? Well, let me explain. No, no, too much. Let me sum up. We talk about aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. And of course, as being live, like I described, we are streaming on multiple platforms as well as broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and that would be Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and of course, the Fringe FM is digital radio, so that's what's going on tonight. That's what's going on all those nights, Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, and uh, Troubled Minds, it's a thing. Apparently, it's a thing. It's becoming a thing, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for listening and being part of this journey. And well, uh, as 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 we get going tonight, uh, let's get to the phone number and, and all the rest of this. As as you know, right? I always say this, and this is the truth: is that I don't have any inside sources. I don't have, a, you know, like Ryan Gable says, a Galactic Federation ambassador feeding me information. Nothing like that. I just uh, like to read news cycles. I like to stay up on uh, information as it comes out. I love science and I love these sorts of things. But it seems to um, well, it's part of living in the upside down. It sort of becomes this. Mish, mishmash of science, technology, and science fiction, and how much of this is uh, really obfuscated and um, well hidden from us, you know, with uh, DARPA-like projects and things like this. And so, it well, all of that kind of interest turns into uh, a, a troubling conversation. And so that's what we do. And of course, uh, trying to remain positive here, not trying to say the world is coming to an end or anything like that. Uh, Michael Strange is not a doom preacher, and Troubled Minds is not a church. Just to let you know, it's just a conversation. And so the reason I bring up the Galactic Federation ambassador and my sources, I don't have any. I don't have any sources. However, uh, Troubled Minds and myself, uh, I've made quite a lot of friends doing this show, and you actually are the secret weapon of this show, meaning that uh, a lot of the information that we talk about, a lot of the uh, things that are inspired uh, to, for us to consider as show topics, uh, a lot of those come from you. A lot of those come from uh, people listening, uh, people contributing ideas, and of course, the amazing callers. Like I always say, we've got the most um, intelligent uh, radio community out there, period, and it's, well, because all you got to do is listen to the amazing people that call in with some of their takes on this stuff. And so in the end, well, it's a long-winded way of me saying that you are my secret weapon. You are the secret weapon of troubled minds, and I appreciate you very much. Thank you for listening and being part of this. But as we get going tonight, uh, well, there's a couple things. Clearly, we got to read the phone number. So uh, being that there's a secret weapon, uh, it wouldn't be a very good secret weapon if there was no phone number to call. So let's do that. If you want to be part of the show tonight at any point, we're taking your calls at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. And of course, you can join the Discord at troubledminds.org. That's where a lot of that community actually resides. Uh, a lot of the link sharing, a lot of the ideas, like yesterday, shout out to Matt in California again for uh, bringing up the Tesla stuff. And 
Uh, some of those documents have been released through the FOIA and a lot of that. So uh, good information coming through Discord. If you guys have not joined that, please do. Troubledminds.org and click the Discord link. It's right on top. You cannot miss it. And the phone number is there as well. So if you, I read the number too fast or you didn't write it down or whatever, uh, just go to the website. Website's got everything. Troubledminds.org. You can find the phone number and the Discord link. And there you go. Uh, Discord, by the way, is a chat client. It's a voice client. We are not sponsored by them. They are just a, an amazing program. And it's totally free, by the way. You can use it internationally to communicate communicate with people, and it's not Facebook yet, meaning that uh, they don't censor the hell out of things yet. So hopefully uh, it's going to stay that way, and they're not going to use it as some sort of a, you know, wink-wink anti-terrorist tool. Uh, but uh, you know what I mean? Not that I'm saying you know, the terrorists should get away with, you know, murder or anything. But I am saying that uh, hopefully it doesn't become a, a censorious place, because that would be uh, unfortunate. But okay, so uh, there you go. And also we have another uh, a, a second... Uh, basically, Discord's one program, but we have a second room running, uh, a chat room at fringe.fm slash chat. Please join that. I'm watching all of them, trying to watch all of the, the uh, chats here and keep up with all your guys' ideas as we go tonight. And uh, I'll read uh, some of your chat as it's pertinent to the conversation. And uh, one more thing, if you want to listen to Troubled Minds, uh, Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, download the Fringe app at uh, the Apple Store, the Android Store, anywhere you can find your apps. If you like to get your apps, get them. Uh, and the Fringe app is totally free, and at 7.05, just smash the play button. On Monday through Thursday, you get troubled minds. So there you go. I think that that uh, zips us up. So all right, I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, yesterday, we kind of uh, did a little, uh, a little uh, investigating into the quantum realm, and I think tonight we're going to stay in the quantum realm. But of course, we're going to be able to bounce that in all, all different ways because... The quantum realm itself is, well, uh, uh, a spooky place. <laughs> it's definitely a spooky action at a distance, quantum immortality, the things we were talking about last night. But last night we were talking about uh, in terms of uh, time travel, like quantum tunneling and time travel and things like that, and how Tesla, uh, Nikola Tesla actually had a uh, an actual time travel experience, all right? Well, I was looking into some uh, other stuff today. As you know, like I always say, watching news cycles very closely, not just for uh, you know propaganda to be able to part that and talk about that and you know consider what's really happening in the world around us but uh like like i said in the beginning here i enjoy the science i enjoy that uh that, that this a lot of this stuff comes from particular places that are uh sometimes unexpected and well uh, back to the quantum realm we go tonight because why not because the quantum realm seems to be a place of uh wonder and mystery so why the hell not let's do it so let's go uh what time is it all right good Make sure we're good on time. Here we go. I'm going to start here. This is from sci-fi.com, and you guessed it. If you saw uh, the the headline of the show on the cameras tonight, or on the uh, on the the streams tonight, yeah, invisibility. We're going to talk about cloaking technology tonight, and this is from sci-fi.com, and this got me thinking in a number of ways, and you'll see why. So here we go. Uh, invisibility is a power now within reach because of a really bizarre phenomenon. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, here we go. They say this was uh, this is actually from just a couple days ago, November 29th. Invisibility has almost gone from fiction to science now that lithium atoms were almost made invisible. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's read some of this. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, of course, the Invisible Man, H.G. Uh, H. Wells dreamed of the Invisible Man, uh, is in 
they okay here's here's why it's possible because of the poly exclusion principle this phenomenon of being invisible aka poly blocking in the if the max number of fermions here, here's some science for you uh, don't worry it won't go too too in depth so it won't feel like science class but here we go if the if the max number of fermions atoms with an odd number of electrons protons and neutrons occupy one quantum state None of them can move to another. That is what an MIT research team led by Yair Margalit found out. The results were recently published in Science, and there's links here, of course. And uh, yeah, so here we go. Quote, here's the quote from uh, that individual, Margalit, said this. Under regular conditions, when a fermionic atom scatters light, it experiences recoil velocity, like a kick due to absorbing and emitting a photon, Margalit told Sci-Fi Wire. And uh, they they continued, in the ultra-cold regime, this atom would simply not scatter light as it would under regular conditions. Oh, all right. So scatter light. What does scatter light mean? Oh, well, uh, clearly, right, for the optic nerve that uh, Ash always talks about in the, the, <laughs> the top of the second hour, the optic nerve, right, uh, is based on the the incoming light signatures, right? That's how we see things. So if you can scatter light, what does that do to human vision? What does that do to the item in question, whether that's, uh, of course, a person, a, a place, a thing, or an idea, or sorry, that was a noun, or, or a, a battleship, or the USS Eldridge, right? Uh, who knows? So here we go. It is because of polyblocking that an atom which is frozen to extremes can become unable to scatter light and therefore seem invisible. When photons stream through a cloud of atoms, they cause the atoms to bounce off each other, which scatters the photons and makes matter visible to the human eye. The cloud of atoms grows denser and denser as temperatures plummet. Any given atom that was subjected to recoil velocity should be pushed into a different quantum state, but the Pauli exclusion principle prevents that. Therefore, they cannot scatter light. And what does that mean? Yeah, well, you know what that means. It means invisibility. It means, right, again, the, the sci-fi trope of what, uh, help me out with some of this guys in the chat tonight, uh, wh- what are some of the movies out there, some of the sci-fi where the plot devices, the TV trope is, is uh, invisibility? How about the Klingons and their cloaking device, right? How about, uh, what about uh, the invisible woman of the Fantastic Four, right? How about that? How about uh, Lord of the Rings? How about uh, the one ring that you slip on your finger and you become invisible? There's more. What about the Predator with his invisibility technique where he scrambles light uh, to become uh, a camouflaged, maybe seemingly invisible entity? What's going on with this? So it got me thinking in terms of, uh, there you go, Hydro Hose. What's up? The Harry Potter cloak. Exactly, right? There's a cloak in Harry Potter, I'm told. Uh, reading about this stuff tonight, uh, I found that out. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie in my life or read one of the books, so I didn't know that until tonight. But apparently there's a, an invisibility cloak in Harry Potter. Um, so there's more, right? But I think this is the thing. When you go back, it's one of those, let's say, dreamlike states, you know? 
It's, you know, uh, people, people say these things happen in dreams, including, right, you get to this point where you, where you say, all right, well, uh, you know, people, they, they fly in their dreams, right? That's one of them. That's one of the, the main things. They fly in their dreams, right? What about, uh, what about uh, you know, running around naked in your dreams? I'm naked, right? Everybody can see that I'm naked and I'm, everybody else has clothes on, right? Something like that in your dreams. Well, another common dream seems to be you're invisible, and you're able to walk around and see what's going on around you, but people can't see you. Hmm. So it got me thinking in terms of not just, well, science fiction, of course, with, uh, again, the Klingon bird of prey. Got you there, Brian, after dark in the chat. Matt says, uh, ghost in the shell. It was a trench coat. Uh, we're, we're talking about invisibility devices. And it got me thinking in terms of, well, all right, so if this is clearly like the stuff of science fiction, this is the stuff of dreams, is this also the stuff of reality. Is it possible that people are out there walking around right now with invisibility powers? And whether that happens to be magic, right? Well, we can talk about some magic tonight if you want to do that. Uh, if, it, if it's technology, let's say, uh, wouldn't that be probably one of the most um, vaunted uh, stealth forces ever if they were actually invisible? Uh, things like this, right? The, uh, the wink, wink, CIA Brute squad, brute, brute squad or whatever is invisible. That would be incredible, right? Uh, what's up, Tyler in the chat says, Bonds Aston Martin. There you go. There's another example. And I think that's the thing here, right? It, there's, um, yeah, the cloak of invisibility way before Harry Potter. Gotcha, gotcha. Just saying. Uh, I, I've never read Harry Potter or watched some, any of the movies, so I don't know. I don't know. But, but okay, so, so point being is that given whether it's going to be technology or magic or somewhere in between, because, of course, as we know, uh, this is really uh, one of the major themes of this show with not just science but also uh, sci-fi, uh, magic is just science that we don't understand yet. And that's a quote by Arthur C. Clarke. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're talking about that. Magic is just science that we don't understand yet. So we can even call this magic. So do you think, the question tonight is this. Clearly in sci-fi, it's a thing. Clearly it's a thing of dreams like flying and being naked, right? You know, naked in your dreams, wink, wink. Uh, but uh, you see what I did there. But, but the point is this. Do you think there are actually people walking around out there that are invisible? actually invisible. Do you think this is a real thing? And well, if so, uh, how deep does this go? Because, you know, we talk about, uh, that's the question tonight, right? That's just one of the questions as we get going. So are there invisible people walking around out there? Because clearly we have uh, the stealth fighters, right? We have, uh, you know, anti-radar technology, things like this, right? They say that like the F-22 or whatever is like invisible. Well, it's not. I mean, you can see it. It's, you know, it's quiet, sure. And you, you can't see it. It's supposedly got the radar signature of like a bird or something like that, right? So you can't really know it's coming. So it's effective stealth, but it's not actual stealth. It's not actual invisibility. So not only in terms of that, right, we can think in terms of, oh, I don't know, let's say Stargate SG-1, right? Some of the, the uh, bad guy ships had cloaking abilities, all right? And so I think that's, that's what we're talking about here. If So not just people, is it possible that we've, let's say humans in one capacity or another, whether, whether it's science, magic, or somewhere in between, that they've, we let's say we or they, how do I say this? Is it we? I guess it's not we if we can't go down and just buy an invisibility cloak, right? So we'll have to say they in terms of maybe the military, in terms of maybe the breakaway civilization like we've talked about in the past, in terms of whoever they happen to be, I don't know. But is it, is it possible that an actual invisibility technology has been achieved? And of course, if that were the case, 
how would we know? <laughs> how would we know? Back to the cloning conversation a couple nights ago. Uh, well, if you were a clone, how would you know? Well, how about this? If invisible people were walking around, how would you know? How would we know? We wouldn't. We, we could have some weirdo in our house right now, right here over my shoulder watching me do this radio show, right? That's super creepy. But I guess it's possible if you think that uh, maybe, maybe an invisibility type technology has been achieved. And there's lots of stories, right? There's lots of stories about this regarding uh, not just in the past, but of course, magically, uh, you know, back to back to Frodo and the magic ring and that sort of thing. But uh, more like, uh, you know, let's say Skinwalker Ranch. There's an individual by the name of Chris Marks that worked out there on Skinwalker Ranch for a number of years, and he had some stories to tell. He told these stories on the John Greenwald Jr. podcast, by the way, but uh, one of them in particular that kind of uh, creeped me out goes a little something like this. He described him and his partner there uh, on Skinwalker Ranch, and they were uh, in in a trailer uh, because, of course, they were you know staying in these uh, makeshift trailers or whatever. And they were inside of it, and they heard footsteps outside. Okay, and uh, they were loud. They were big, like almost like you would expect Bigfoot to be making sounds, crunch, crunch, crunch on the outside. And they were like, "What is that?" Then the door opened. And then something came inside of the trailer, and they both backed off to the edges, like, what in the world is going on? And this invisible entity walked into the middle of the trailer with them inside of it. Stomp, 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 stomp. The, the, play, the thing was shaken. The, the, foot, the, the feet were boom, boom, boom. They could hear it. it was, everything was there except whatever it was was invisible to the naked eye. And so... The question is, right, with stuff like that, is this a paranormal thing? Is this, we talked last night a little bit about uh, maybe the, the uh, quantum or the temporal flux that our bodies are in constantly, which, of course, is brand new science, uh, with uh, the quantum particles actually uh, time traveling in small doses forward and backward all over the place, right? Well, tonight, we're talking about the quantum level in a way like this, with the Pauli exclusion principle. Meaning, of course, that uh, these—if you can freeze a particular, uh, a particular particle in in place, uh, well, it doesn't actually uh, refract light like you would expect it to, and which means you could build scientifically an invisibility cloak. And so I started digging. I was like, all right, this is hot. We've never talked about this before, right? Sort of just in the periphery of things. But uh, clearly, uh, the quantum world's a pretty wondrous place, like I said previously. But, but here we are, right? So the question tonight is, that, is, exactly, is exactly that. Do you believe that it's possible that somebody out there, whether it's a military, some other foreign state actor, some breakaway civilization, will even say aliens. Let's throw aliens into the mix here tonight because this is troubled minds after all. Uh, what about magic? Do you think through any of these means that somebody out there in this world has achieved the ability to become invisible? And that's what's on my mind tonight. And we could talk about, again, uh, you know, the F-22 type technology where they... Uh, they, you know, they, they try and remain invisible on radar. That's one thing. So clearly this is a military advantage uh, to an enormous degree. All right. And that's clearly what's going on here and why you would expect DARPA and the militaries of the world and all the rest of this stuff, these guys to be, uh, really pressing this technology. Okay. So the question is this then, 
how prevalent do you think this is? Is it possible that this is going on right now? And if so, right, it's still, as I like to consider, if, if this is real, then are there invisible people walking around all over the place? Is this really a thing? Because we talk about on this show, the surveillance state, we talk about right privacy and all the rest of that. But what if there's actually, I don't know, like an invisible brute squad walking around out there, keeping an eye on people that, of course, can't be seen back. And that creeps me out a little bit. Yep, uh, the the uh, Philadelphia experiment, we got that too. We'll talk about that a little bit tonight. Whatever, we're, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things regarding invisibility. And I think that's the thing here, right? They were trying to make the USS Eldridge invisible back in World War II, if you recall, right? Einstein's related to that story, so is Nikola Tesla, uh, Al Bilek, that whole bit. We're not really going to go too deep into that because we've done that in the past. But some of these stories do persist in real life, all right? Meaning that uh, they say that back in World War II, they were trying to actually cloak a ship, a naval ship, the USS Eldridge, all right? And so, well, if that's the case, do you think at some point they maybe perfected this technology? Or, once again, back to the quote by Arthur C. Clarke, magic is just science that we don't understand yet. Well, <laughs> that brings us to this tonight. So what about invisibility? They say in this article here on sci-fi.com, invisibility is a power now within reach because of a really bizarre phenomenon. And we're talking about the poly exclusion principle and we're talking about the quantum world, of course. But, well, I think it goes beyond that because we can talk about, oh, I don't know, let's say folk magic. Let's say, oh, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. What are your ideas on this? And so the question is this, right? Do you think this is real? Do you think that not only do we have the technology now to hide people and make them invisible, just me or you, bam, snap your fingers and you're gone, out of sight, or even ships, planes, the rest of this, military assets, et cetera, so on. How about even buildings? Well, you tell me. That's what's on my mind tonight. Have we perfected this technology? How prevalent is this? Is this science fiction or is it not? Somewhere in between. Love to hear your thoughts. As always, take in your phone calls and you can reach Troubled Minds and myself at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Is it possible there are invisible things, people, planes, cars, whatever, in our world today. And if so, how prevalent do you think this is? Is it technology? Is it magic? Is it somewhere in between? Love to hear your thoughts. If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. Invisibility Cloaks, the Philadelphia Experiment, and you when we return. Be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials. Any way you want, open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're talking about invisibility technology. Is this science? Is this magic? Is this somewhere in between? Does this even exist at all? Are there invisible people or things moving around in the world we live in and we have no idea? You tell me. Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And so we'll begin back here, all right? We're, as we consider this and think about this and all of this stuff, uh, we know back to the Philadelphia experiment, of course, World War II, uh, they, they tried to cloak the USS Eldridge. That's how the story goes, right, regarding the Philadelphia experiment. And it turns out that it turned into a whole bunch of other things, this whole uh, folklore and mythology of time travel and teleportation and all kinds of other things that were used uh, with a technology that was brought about by uh, Albert Einstein. I believe this is a unified field theory is what they were talking about. And so, well... What does that even mean? So clearly and obviously, it would be one of the most uh, uh, easily abused uh, powers if it was out there, right? Because think, just think of the things you could do. It's uh, it would it would be pretty incredible for military purposes, for subterfuge, for for stealth, for all all that stuff, right? Uh, if you want to, you know, uh, you never have to buy a loaf of bread again. You just go shopping and pick up a couple things and walk on out of there. Know what I'm saying? Like it would kind of break down society a little bit. So it makes me wonder if this is a real thing in the term of, well, at least uh, maybe real people can get this stuff. And if not, well, let's say they keep it uh, confined to the military circles or whatnot. Uh, Do you think this is real? They were trying to work on this again, probably as early as uh, military technology, which probably goes back hundreds or thousands of years, right? Uh, Because that is the ultimate goal, to be invisible to your enemy. They can't see you, they can't shoot you, they can't stab you, and you have an incredible advantage. So obviously, people have been working on this for a very, very, very long time. However, uh, it remains to be seen because, well, (laughs) like that, it remains to be seen if uh, there's actually anybody walking around invisible. Because if they were, we 
wouldn't know. Or cars or tanks, the Abrams, the M1 Abrams tank, like they said in the chat a little bit earlier up. I mean, the thing is that, right? Is this real? Do you think they've actually accomplished this somehow? And if so, well, uh, what does that mean for the rest of the world? Uh, And so we were talking on the break a little bit about maybe uh, demons as well. What about paranormal entities that aren't normally invisible? Uh, They have that cloak, that shimmer, that sort of of a way to mask themselves, sort of like the predator from uh, uh, the the, uh, sci-fi fame, right? The predator that uh, could kind of cloak in, in, in the shadows or in trees or wherever else just kind of blend in with the surroundings with natural uh, type camouflage. Um, but also, what's up? Shout out to uh, Penelope out there on the fringe chat. I see you there. Uh, the edge of the arena in Hunger Games had that shimmer as well. And uh, there you go. That's what we're looking for tonight. So we're talking about Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet, the Invisible Woman. We're talking about Frodo with the ring. We're talking about all kinds of things. Invisibility has been in the zeitgeist for a very, very long time. But the question tonight is, well, do you think it's possible that there are invisible things or people out there walking around and doing whatever it is they're doing. So there we go. Let's uh, let's go to, uh, looks like um, Joseph in Iowa. What's up, Joseph? Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Hey, how's it going? Ah, doing well. Thank you very much. Um, what do you think about invisibility? I think that the technology, I mean, complete invisibility may not be a thing, but they could simulate it very closely, like good enough to move in on like anyone who's not. I mean, you got to think they're thinking about terms of like AI wars and they're looking ahead of things that, I mean, invisibility cloak in the long scheme of things is going to be useless. I mean, you might as well use it to hunt deer once they're, once you got a AI robot that can shoot a fly from a mile away, you know, you're not going to want to be sneaking around in, in something, you know, but (laughs) Harry Potter cloak, (laughs) I think, yeah, you don't want to be calling your Harry Potter cloak, but but I do think it's out there. And I, I think a cool, uh, cool thing is, uh, like maybe like an octopus. Like I, it reminds me of Futurama. They have an episode where like, they have like octopuses on their head and they jack in to, uh, the octopus. And like, maybe you could, uh, have like a water barrier around you and that can uh, change its chemical com- composition to your, I don't know, it could could get really weird yeah, with well, some organic technology. Exactly, right? Imagine, so we're talking about this uh, this, this quantum poly-exclusion principle where they say that they're, they're able to make these, uh, fo- uh, the, the particles actually uh, not re- reflect light anymore. They, they start to just sort of absorb it and don't kick it back, which means... Uh, that's how we see. We see those light, you know, the the shadows and the light, and that's that's what actually affects our optic nerves and causes us to see things. Right? That's the way the whole system's set up. It's a little more complicated than that, clearly. But uh, in this, they're saying so that if they could create a cloak or something out of this. They're saying trick the eyes. 
yeah, basically trick the eye. So you maybe to nature you wouldn't be right because like in, in your example, like maybe hunt deer, they'd smell you a mile away, right? I mean, the hunting deer thing, you got to be you got to be downwind or upwind and things like this. Like there there are more than just like see the deer, shoot the deer, right? Because they have survival instincts, they have more than one sense, and so just because they can't see a predator doesn't mean it's not there. So there's that, right? But then there's this. Yeah. If they have this poly exclusion thing that where they got the they can hide these particles or whatever. Let's say, as you described, maybe you could turn it into a cream and just rub it on your body, and bam, you're making make you invisible, right? So, so I guess that's the question, right? Do you, so, do you think this this technology already exists? Now, I, I, oddly enough, I dug through a, a bunch of old articles here to tr- see if you know there's anything that suggests it's real. Right. And every, I don't know, year or so, an article comes out that says, oh, it's close. It's close. We're almost there. Look what they did in this university or something. But, well, what does that mean? Does that mean they stopped or does that mean they achieved it and we just don't know? What do you think? Um, well, uh, they, they could have uh, just achieved it and didn't let anyone know. But it really reminds me of like I did a, a I do carpet for a living, so I uh, I was doing a job for uh, it was someone who was blind, and I came up with the idea that was already invented from like an electric engineer guy. It was like a glove that makes you feel objects from like distances away and stuff, so you can feel your surroundings when it's coming at you, almost like a almost like a sixth sense. So then I imagine it like a full body suit that you get of this glove and you would be able to feel your entire, if you had it on since birth, if you were blind, you would be like the daredevil. You would feel everything. Like you would feel like the drawer handles and on your body as you walk by them. And, and there's nothing on that technology, but then you look about a week ago, when metaverse came out for Facebook and they have a VR glove that lets you feel objects. So it's either get a bunch of money to buy this technology or it's going to just stay hidden, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, and I think so maybe uh, the technology is for sale, right? Enough, enough money. Uh, if you got, if you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Right. And, and it seems like that could be the case because I, uh, I think obviously just back to that military application, this is probably one of the most um, you know critical uh, things uh, subterfuge for for military applications. Like if you can if you can be invisible, boy, the things you could do, right? With even just a small group of people, you could pull off some amazing stuff. And they do a lot of that in sci-fi, right? They do a lot yeah. of that stuff, and you know, again, back to you know Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all the rest of this stuff. And that's not even like really. Well, they would have to adapt society before they release that like the police would have to be on it they would have i imagine helmets that would see right past all that you know you would be digitally displayed in their helmet no matter if you're invisible or not like a heat signature or uh like they're they're probably just waiting it for it to even out you can't release all this stuff as soon as it comes because that's just an un, it'll cause an uneven an uneven uh, it'll just be unsafe unsafe 
Yeah, unsafe for everybody. I mean, imagine, right? Like you have to be, if you're invisible, uh, there's an X-Files episode where the guy was invisible, right? And he, uh, he ends up getting hit by a car because he forgets that the cars can't see him. So he just walks out in front of a car expecting it to stop so he gets hit by a car. <laughs> it's things like this, right? It would be dangerous. It would be dangerous. Not just for the, the people that are invisible. It would have to be sort of some in-depth training program to make sure. Or a whole, or a whole car. Yeah, yeah. Like or, a whole exactly. car invisible. Exactly. That would be. Yeah, and that's the next level, right? So not just people. What about vehicles? What about cars or tanks or planes or things like this? Or even, I mean, this is troubled minds after all. What about UFOs? What if we've got those uh, human-made UFOs that, that have been rumored, you know, the breakaway civilization stuff? Uh, what if they can cloak those? I mean, if you can break, uh, uh, do, do advanced propulsion technology where you kind of anti-gravity tech, surely you, you would have some sort of a... Uh, maybe a line on this this maybe quantum cloaking that we're talking about here. I don't know. Uh, a lot of angles. Uh, what do you think about the the UFOs and cloaking and all the rest of that? Well, I mean, I have like a lot of theories. It's on like reality itself, so I don't even know where to begin on UFOs. Like physical crafts though i you would think would be easier to cloak because you're not worried about like uh you're not restricted to like the person you know the person you don't have to you can't hurt a ship so you could do a lot of different things to it exactly Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know either. That's why we talk about this stuff. I wish I had the answers here, but I don't. Uh, but there are questions. And it is fascinating, don't you think, that if this existed and militaries around the world were already using this stuff, uh, what that means for, oh, I don't know, uh, you know, civil rights, what that means for, you know, uh, uh, privacy and due process and all the rest of this stuff, it, it kind of throws a monkey wrench in all of that because it, it does become sort of crossing Whoa. that line between magic and science, right? I used to play this video game. It's called the Ark, And like we used to, I got into like a duplication thing and we would duplicate in the official servers. And basically once you get something so powerful and like, I mean, it's kind of, this is kind of not related, but you don't want to lose that to like a random, you don't want to go out. You don't want to send some guy, uh, some Jason Bourne guy, out in an invisibility cloak and then he flops up somewhere in a crick and then someone finds that somewhere, you know? And I think that really keeps them, they keep all their stuff real tight. If not, they don't build it at all because they don't have any need for it. They just know that they can build it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, you you would expect that uh, that stuff would be super kept under wraps at this point, because because like you said, it's 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 it becomes a dangerous thing, not just maybe for the operators, but for for definitely for the people that are around it. Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, I appreciate the call, Joseph. You were the best. Anything else for us? What we got you on tonight? Uh, nope. Uh, you can. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. I mean, I, everyone's been shouting out their YouTube channel, so sure. I go just, by Hydro Hose, and okay. I just made a couple raps. Just to see, just to add something, you know, 
just sure. to have something. Sure. I tell but, you what, uh, so, I got so, a business and everything, all right, and cool. I'm going to do a couple big things in the future. All right, cool. So I didn't know that, so just let me know in the chat next time, and uh, I'll, I'll shout it out for you so you don't have to do it, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. participating. Thanks for being amazing. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, everybody, check out Hydro Hose, just like it sounds, H-Y-D-R-O-H-O-H-O-E-S. Uh, yeah, H-O-E-S. There we go. Joseph yeah. in Iowa. Appreciate it, my man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. There we go. Easy as that. Phone lines work. Thank you, Joseph, for breaking the ice tonight. We're talking about invisibility technology. We're talking about cloaking. Is this, uh, again, as Arthur C. Clarke says, magic is just science that we don't understand yet. So does this exist? And uh, very much like Joseph said, is, is this uh, something that would be dangerous even to people using it? I think that's the bizarre part with this, because if it is right, clearly we know the stealth fighters and, you know, stealth military and uh, all that's real. All right. All that's very real. But it's done to reduce, you know, uh, lead time on, you know, listening uh, and hearing a jet come in, things like this. It's done to reduce radar signatures so they they don't see them until it's too late, things like this. So it's not true invisibility. But do you think that somewhere out there in the world today, there's actual invisibility, invisibility technology. And again, or is it magic? You tell me. We can talk about magic tonight. We can talk about technology. We can talk about airplanes, or we can talk about Lord of the Rings. Wherever you want to take this, uh, fiction or fact or somewhere in between. Again, just like Arthur C. Clarke said, this is the quote of the night. Magic is just science that we don't understand yet. And that's what I want to know from you. Is this cloaking technology that they keep saying, like, if you look at the links, uh, as always, my, I link my, uh, my sources down below so you can see I'm not making this stuff up. Uh, check it out on the, uh, the, the uh, info box on YouTube there. All my links are there for tonight, the stuff I'm talking about. But, but it's like this, right? You go back and like throughout, it seems like every year or so, there's another, you know, cloaking technology article coming out talking about how close we are this this cloaking is ready that cloaking is almost done we can almost hide people this way or hide objects that way well sure fine you can do it in a controlled laboratory setting but that's really limited in usefulness until you can do that in the wild so the question tonight is that exactly do you think that at some point human beings have cracked the code to becoming invisible, whether through technology, through magic, or some combination. Well, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're considering tonight. And again, we could add all kinds of stuff in here. Uh, what, what would be the implications, of course, like I said, to, to a civil society? I think you'd have problems, wouldn't you? Uh, imagine being the most, uh, most nasty assassin ever. You would be invisible, wouldn't you? You'd just show up and stick somebody in the neck and disappear, and they'd never even know because you weren't even there to, to uh, disappear in the first place. You would have disappeared before you even showed up. So lots of this, this, is, this seems pretty, pretty wild, right? It seems pretty out there, but you do have stories of people describing instances where they feel like they were in the presence of a, an invisible entity. And so again, I don't think it's ghosts. I don't think it's like that. We're not talking about that tonight. We're talking about actual physical entities. And that's, that's the odd part. That's the strangeness here, and that's what we're talking about. Love to hear your thoughts. Uh, thanks, Joseph, for uh, breaking the ice and be, being part of the show. If you want to be part of it tonight, and what are your thoughts on invisibility? And do you think this technology exists? And if so, how long is it and how prevalent has this been? How long has it been going on and how prevalent is it in the real world, if at all? And you can reach us at 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link, and we'll put you on the show. Uh, a couple quick things real fast here. What's up, Nights? Stalker is in the chat. Derek in Massachusetts. Happy birthday, my friend. Uh, little Birdie told me 
it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out with us, my man. All right. So there's, there's a lot here, right? Let's go, let's go to this. Let's go to, um, uh, this is tvtropes.org, right? And there's a lot of stuff here. Because again, right, we're talking about uh, you know the 1958 series hero way back uh, in uh, let's see uh, here uh, Kadia, let's see uh, he, uh, sorry sorry hold on wah, bah, bah. It, okay one of the more frequently used science fiction ideas in TV after putting people in spaceships of course is turning people invisible uh, in addition to the frequent appearance of invisibility as one of the, uh, the as a one use trope in both serious and comedic programs uh, it has been the central premise for a number of programs invisibility is often coupled with themes of isolation and alienation as the invisible character's ability makes him an outcast. The original invisible man became a sociopath because of the condition. In many of these series, the character is permanently invisible, which which strains normal uh, personal ties. And I think that's pretty wild there with, um, again, it, being invisible turned this guy into a sociopath, right? And very much like Joseph was saying, there there are some implications here. There are some dangers here, not just to the the person that can become invisible, uh, right? Well, I think of Gollum and my precious and the rest of that. But uh, what does this mean? Do you think do you think we actually have this happening now, whether through magic or science? There's some more stuff I'll get to tonight. We can talk about the Philadelphia experiment. If you remember back in uh, just after World War II, they said Einstein was involved in uh, cloaking the USS Eldridge. Uh, which uh, turned it into from the unified field theory of Einstein sort of uh, became a time traveling teleporting machine instead. So, well, <laughs> was that real or was that fake? I have no idea. So I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. And i uh, love to hear your, uh, your ideas on this. Do you think there's an actual... Uh, invisibility technology out there in the wild, whether it's military, whether it's civilian, whether it's that breakaway civilization, whether it's something in between. What about magic? Can you cast a magic spell to make yourself invisible? I know you tell me 702-957-1037. Let's go to our good buddy, Doug hey, in, in Minnesota. What's, what's up? GameVet02. Check out his YouTube channel. Got some UFO stuff up there. How are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. Good, good, man. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. Go right ahead. Yeah, bro. I wanted to talk to you about this cloaking. Oh, I want to talk to you about this cloaking tech that you're talking about here. Um, I happen to witness, and my wife also, I wrote it in chat. I don't know if anybody read it or not, but... Uh, my wife and I witnessed this cloaking technology on a UFO um, last fall. And then all of a sudden, just a few weeks ago, I happened to record a triangle craft that was uh, partially invisible that flew over my head. And there was two objects that night, and I have two recordings on my channel that um, was partially cloaked. So I don't know if it's ours or somebody else's or but uh, I, I do know it's open okay but for sure you know this that this exists this is a thing oh yeah okay I, I've seen it with my own eyes and my wife's seen it um, but like I say that the cloaking technology that, I, that we both saw on a UFO I mean, when it turned invisible, it was like somebody shut a light switch off and it was gone. Like, you could not see it at all. You know, one minute it was, um, one minute it was, I think it was six lights 
around in a horseshoe-shaped craft, and all of a sudden, like, somebody flipped the switch off, and it was gone. Like, you could not see it at all. But, you, you know, we both knew right away, or we both knew that it was sitting right there. But you wouldn't be able to tell if it was there or not. Okay, that's pretty wild. Good stuff. So definitely, uh, it's not the first time I've heard UFOs uh, yes, using this technology. People have described this quite often. Uh, but so, so the question is, right, yeah. back, to, back to the whole Bob Lazar thing, reverse engineering UFOs, if we ever did that, I think we would have that cloaking technology, wouldn't we? Yeah, well, I mean, this isn't the only thing. I mean, I've, I've recorded another object that was reported around the world. It was recorded in Canada. Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, the study ranch recorded the same thing I did. I labeled it Astro Train on my channel, and that thing was partially cloaked with a um, fog that went around the whole craft. Now, I saw with my own eyes, it was dispersing this fog or mist, or maybe it was like ionizing the, you know, ionizing the area around itself. And I could physically see it being sprayed out and with the camera, all types of cameras that these people recorded the same object with, you could not see the top layer of this object. You could only see the lit up part on the bottom. So I don't know if you want to call that like a cloaking technology also because the camera couldn't capture that top part, but it could capture the bottom part. And using a psionics camera, it turned the light purple which it was a big, solid, rectangle light. Sanix camera picks up on um, infrared objects. And to the naked eye, the light was like uh, bright, you know, bright white, like an LED light. But in the camera's eyes, it was like, a, it turned a bright pink or kind of a purplish pink, I don't know. Um, now, cell phone cameras, it would actually record it as, as like a little gray line. Gotcha. Very bizarre. Gotcha. Good stuff. I appreciate the now phone call, the man. Phone cam- we we are out of time. Okay. I gotta go to a break. Uh, you're the best. Uh, this is this is uh, Doug in uh, Minnesota. He's got a YouTube channel. Check it out. It's called GameBet02. You can find the link all the way down at the bottom of our YouTube page. I appreciate the call, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving us a call. Thanks, Have a great night. Sorry for cutting you off there. Ran out of time. This is Trouble Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking about invisibility tech. Do you think this is real or fake? Don't go anywhere. More conversation about this and taking your calls when we return. Be right back. More Trouble Minds on the way. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. I'm doing Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your right. People and they also feel them planting or receiving memories or ideas or images. live we do it monday tuesday wednesday thursday at 7 p.m pacific and of course what do we do we talk about aliens conspiracy the paranormal the government academia the 24-hour news cycle propaganda and the general feeling that we live in the upside down as usual we're taking your phone calls as we stream on Rockvane, youtube d live and twitter and of course, we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. The number to call tonight if you want to be part of the discussion. And by the way, we're talking about, yeah, that's right, the invisible man, the invisible woman, the invisible person, the invisible tank, jet, plane, or car. How about invisibility tech? Is it real? Is it fake? Clearly, we know about the F-22 Raptors. We know about the military and their technologies and how they want to gain every advantage they can. But do you think we've actually cracked, as humans... The secret to invisibility. And if that's the case, well, what are the implications? How long do you think this has been around? How prevalent is it? And do we have invisible people walking around outside right now? 
Do I have a CIA individual, invisible, looking in my window right now? Well, I hope not, because it's an underground bunker, and there are no windows, so sorry, CIA. But that's, what, that's what's on my mind tonight. That's what we're thinking about. If you want to be part of the show, you can reach us at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037 if you want to be part of the show. You can also join the Discord at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. And you can find the, uh, the Discord link there and the phone number and all the things you need, including a place to buy nice merchandise for Troubled Minds if you're into that, if you want to support the show. And, well, of course, uh, we have a, uh, another Discord rolling at fringe.fm slash chat. I'm watching all the chat rooms and trying to read all you all, all your thoughts and keep up with what's going on here shout out to a couple folks in the in the fringe chat room we got uh, dawns out there we got penelope what's up vic i see you guys i appreciate you posting stuff in there and uh trying to uh, contribute to the conversation i just uh, have my eyes in seven different places trying to keep up with all of it so okay uh but that's the question tonight the question on my mind is do we have invisibility do we have this technology? And if so, what are the social implications? What are the military implications? What are the implications in, in, in its entirety? It seems like it would change everything, right? Like Joseph said when he called not too long ago that, uh, well, of course, the police would have to know about it because they have to be able to enforce this technology, things like this. Well, uh, if the government or let's say the military at large, DARPA or something, got a hold of um, invisibility technology, uh, do you think they just let the, the cops have it or know about it? I, th- I think, again, power, right? Knowledge is power. Stealth is power. All this stuff is power. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. That's just one guy's opinion. What the heck do I know? Pretty much a whole lot of nothing. But uh, anyway, uh, looking to hear from you. What are your thoughts tonight? 702-957-1037. Let's go to our good buddy, Joe in Florida. Joe, welcome to the show. How are you, my man? Not too bad. I hope everybody's having a good week uh, for Wednesday hump day. But, um, it's a good, excellent topic. I think when GameVet, you know, Joe called and then GameVet describing some of those things, uh, a few people went up in the chat, me included. Um, I've said it before, but quite a few years ago, it was in November, and uh, I was down in the Aka River camping on the river. And uh, there was, a, I think it was the Lenoid Meteor Shower. The Meteor Shower now was looking just staring at the sky, zoned out. And there were other people with me, but they were talking, drinking, paying attention to the fire. And, you know, coming right down the river, right over my head, was a Chevron V. I posted the picture in the uh, show chat on um, Discord. And I see this V come right overhead. It had a couple of can't remember if it was it was probably five lights, two and two, and one in the middle on the surfaces, and it was there, but it wasn't. It was like in a self-enveloped cloud. It went right overhead. All I could spit out of my mouth was UFO, and you know, of course, the people you're with are like, "What? You're crazy!" You couldn't hear it, but it was right overhead. You know, a couple of blinks of an eye. And it was gone. I said UFO, but back of my head, I kept thinking that's something that we have um, as far as the government. And why I say that is because I don't think we have full cloaking technologies based on what I think I've seen. Um, 
I think at night, if you paint something black, and maybe you could mess with the electromagnetic field in such a way that you obviously couldn't put a pilot in there, but you could probably have shielded electronics to control it, um, or have a program or pre-program on a flight while being controlled by satellite or just a drone being controlled by a human. I think that was the feeling that I got when I saw that go down the river. Um, we've got an Air Force base here, you know, McDill, and it wouldn't be a hard way to get something out of McDill, you know, through the woods, through the swamp, and out in South Florida and across the Gulf of Mexico, because that's where it was headed. Um, back to UFOs now, things we've seen, things I've seen, uh, it's probably about a year and a half ago, I saw something right above the house in the street that I live on, come running inside, sky was clear, sky was clear at night. And I come running out, and I think Dave Bennett said it, it was starting to envelop itself in a cloud, in some kind of a cloud. And I'm like, how the heck? I'm like, it's a clear sky, and it's a cloudy, and that's what I saw with my own two eyes. You know, the, the craft that was the V looked more like a cloaked Klingon vehicle, like you would see. You know, it was definitely there. Um, you could see it, but it was like it was trying to hide its own black cloud. I'm like, it's like static interference. Maybe, you know, now, now that you talk about it, almost like if we were watching a TV channel full of static and you would see some kind of a shape go through the static of the TV, like a wake, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, so, so it was definitely a UFO, though, right? You don't think it was ours? It was definitely something that was uh, maybe otherworldly, and and I think that's the weird question here. And I ask you that because, like I said previously, so if we're talking about invisibility technology, cloaking tech, uh, well, we talk about interdimensional stuff and phasing in and out of this reality, things like that. Uh, I guess if it was going invisible, we wouldn't know, would we? We would think that it was maybe phasing out, or maybe that's why we can't get a good picture of a UFO. They're always in some sort of like in-between process, and that's all we see. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, and that's exactly you know what I was thinking. Um, it was probably based on something that we captured, you know, or something that crashed whether it was Roswell or somewhere else in the world, you know, a lot of people make the stretch that a lot of our gains in technology have come from something that maybe we retrieved or recovered. Um, definitely think that's probably why we can't get a clear picture. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm left with now, whether we could do it with flesh and blood. I don't think so. Um, I think we're trying to get there just with the vehicles alone. Um, and then the question would beg that if the vehicle is cloaked, can you cloak a weapons system on it? Or is the vehicle itself a weapon? You know, other countries right now have these hypersonic weapons. You would think that we would be ahead of the curve. Maybe we're kind of not because we've got something that's better than that. I don't know. 
you know, maybe we've got something that they would never see coming. So it just makes you go, hmm, I just keep looking at these hypersonic weapons. And I'm like, did we really fall that behind in technology? Or do we have something else? You know, again, we've reviewed this. Why would you take the SR-71 out of service unless you had the Aurora, unless you had something better? And everything that would be better would have to have slightly better stealth technology, whether that's the carbon fiber Kevlar and electronic jamming, um, and maybe it's a drone to the point where it could distort the field. And the other thing that I get at is if the Eldridge was a true story, uh, you know, the Philadelphia experiment, if that was true, I'd be willing to bet that we didn't have the computer technology to phase everybody back so that they didn't end up buried in the decks like you hear about that story when, when the bodies were, you know, buried in the, in the deck of a ship and they all came back and everybody was in madness. And the only reason why the two brothers, I think it was the two people or one, survived was because they jumped overboard and into the water. And that kind of part makes sense because if you phase, I, I would assume that if you phased in water, you know, you'd still be able to get around any a lot as opposed to coming out on the deck of a ship with half your body parts all over the place. And maybe we achieved it then and it was partially successful. And now with the computers and the equipment and the technology and the materials have surfaced that we could really start making that magic, um, you know, be real. Be real and not, you know, and maybe not harm a pilot, maybe not hurt whoever's in there. So, yeah, pretty wild. Uh, and I think, you know, speaking in terms of UFOs and aliens and the rest of that stuff, I mean, I, I think pretty obviously uh, you wouldn't come to like a, you know, a possible, possible hostile. Uh, you know, even even more primitive technological civilization and visit Earth, say, without some sort of cloaking technology, right? I mean, and you know, some sort of defensive stuff. So I think I think speaking in terms of UFOs, I think cloaking makes a ton of sense. But I, I'm not sure about us, about uh, you know, our technology, about these air force bases, about what's happening with uh, reality. Like I said, flesh and blood, right? Probably not. But if you were able to make this into just some sort of like cloaking paste, you could just rub it on your skin like camouflage and uh, that, you know, it wouldn't need to be super high tech at all. It would well, just be like uh, this quantum whatever's it going be, on. It would be effective at night. I mean, we know that they have that. What's it? Vanta. It's Vanta Black. You know, it's Vanta, like that color. I think it's called Vanta Black. It's so, so dark. I mean, we probably have some ability. It's the definition of cloaking. Can we just kind of hide something in plain sight like camouflage? Is it camouflage or is it cloaking? I mean, if you were going to develop that, you would develop it and experiment with it at night. Because again, if we painted something black and flew it at night without the moon, it, you could probably still see it, but it would be difficult. And you would at least be able to see heat signatures. Can we maybe mess with the electromagnetic field and manipulate it somewhat? Yeah, we can, but I don't know how many of these things are seen during the day that might be ours. I would be willing to guess that anything that's seen during the day would be totally like aliens from like another planet or some other place technology. You know, uh, like the predator. The predator was able to hide during the day 
and blend in with the colors. I don't think we have that technology. I think it best if we have some kind of blended camouflage, stealth, cloaking technology, at best it would have to be used at night. Exactly. All right. I'm with you. Uh, I'm doubtful as well. But uh, again, if we got a breakaway civilization that's done, uh, you know, advanced propulsion, well, then why not cloaking? (laughs) So uh, I'm going to drink a lot of the maybe juice tonight and say, maybe, maybe. That's where I'm at with it. About the same? All right. Um, Yep. That's my, yeah, that's, I'm I'm, I'm the same. You know, I think, uh, I I think we're going to get there. You know, if physics, you know, if, if physics bears it out, and the science and the math bears it out, you know, and we know that light can bend around mass of a planet, you know, they can maybe create it. Maybe they've created it with CERN and a mini black hole, and we can see light bending here and there. I mean, can you make something totally invisible? No. We could probably, I, I don't know, but we could probably bend light enough to create that distortion. Exactly. And, you right. know, that's it. I mean, it's different than phasing out. I mean, I would think if we phased out, like a ghost, or like we talked about yesterday, that's um, different but the same, I guess, if you were going to observe. Maybe aliens could just vibrate themselves to a different frequency and watch us. So, But uh, I've chatted long enough. So somebody else get a chance. Everybody have a good night. Thank you, Joe. Joe in Florida, always a blast. Have a fantastic night, brother. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you and the family. There you go. Simple as that. 702-957-1037. We're talking about invisibility technology. Do you think we have access to this as people? That was Joe in Florida. Been a long time friend of the show. Good stuff. And we're uh, looking to hear from you. Uh, let's actually go to Jennifer in Missouri. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. Go right ahead. Well, Okay, so with invisibility, they're saying that there has to be, like, two different things present. Well, technically three, really. Like, one of them is that the light has to bend around it, right? You were saying that earlier. And, uh, like, the light would need to bend. It's one way that the light would bend around the object. And then, therefore, would cast no shadow. It would need to cast no shadow. And then also, two would have no reflection. And that's really interesting when you're bringing up the supernatural aspect of it because... In Talmudic lore, when they talk about, like, if you see a person who might actually be some kind of supernatural being, like a demon, or actually literally just a demon uh, presenting itself, it won't cast a shadow. And I always thought that was really creepy, because I'd never heard that before, until just now. When you were talking, like, when when you think about the way that if light were bending around an object, you know, if you kind of think about, like, a rock, um, I heard it described this way. If you take a stone and you have it in a stream, and the water is flowing around it, the way that the water is flowing past the rock is the way that the light would be kind of acting. And so you wouldn't be seeing the rock if it was light. You would just be seeing the water <clears throat> behind like behind it. So it'd kind of be like, you'd be seeing the light behind the object and make it invisible. And that's the same kind of concept that you would have in, like, um, in instances of these supernatural beings that might have this ability. But then, too... You know, and they always ask for this, too. Like, um, it made me think of, in Dr. Faustus, he asks Mephistopheles to give him a charm to make him invisible, too. So it comes, and then obviously, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, the weird thing about the Lord of the Rings lore, I think that's really cool, is, you know, I think with the instance of that, they were saying, like in the books, anyway, with Sauron, why he's not invisible when he's wearing it, 
is because he's some kind of, it has to do with, he's like in the, in the dimension that is, I think it's like a race dimension. So like when Frodo or Bilbo puts it on, I don't know if Ray's into, into Lord of the Rings or anything, but when he puts the ring on, he's in between the two worlds. So he's invisible to both. So he's like, that's how that's working. I don't know how they would apply that to technology. But then when you look at the technology that, that they're doing, it's, they're using, um, I guess it's some kind of, like, aren't they using nanowires and something called metamaterial is what I found on it. And they've already kind of come close, but they haven't got it perfected. Like it's a, it's doing some of those things. It's spinning the light around the object. It, they're able to make the object translucent, but you can still kind of see them. Like even with the quantum stealth technology stuff that they're doing in the military. So they've almost figured it out, which means they probably could have figured it out for sure. But when you think about other cultures, like um, other civilizations, I mean, possibly figuring it out, I don't see why it would be out of the realm of possibility at all that they'd have this, you know, because it's got something to do with, they have to affect the um, electrical wavelengths and the magnetic field as well. But just on the light spectrum alone, all they have to do is, you know, affect the visible light spectrum. And so, and I guess, it, you know, I don't know. It seems like a, if you think about the other aspects of the, these, I, I don't know. I think it's really cool though. Yeah, well, and, and again, you, like if this is the case, and we actually have perfected this somewhere, even some secret laboratory, like we're always talking about, right? There's some underground laboratory that's done all these nefarious things, uh, you know, theoretically. Uh, well, it would it would kind of turn everything upside down. I mean, you, you see, you know, like uh, the Invisible Man or s- some of these other TV tropes, they become sociopaths, right? Because they're, they're not no longer accountable to society at large. Uh, pr- pretty bizarre implications. Uh, any of this, and look at Gollum and Lord of the Rings, right? He became sort of uh, corrupted by the ring and maybe it's the same sort of thing if you cannot be accountable to society itself well uh you become a monster (laughs) if you get catch my meaning i guess yeah i guess so (laughs) it seems like that would be the case because you can they can do whatever they want to you know and and you know live how they please and do what they want because no one's seeing them so yeah exactly they would become a golem or like in the case of like casting a reflection even like when you do think about the aspects that are necessary to be completely really truly invisible it is true that you could not you couldn't cast a shadow and you couldn't have a reflection just like in the vampire lore and the demonic lore and stuff so i think that's i don't know but it's absolutely true even so the fact that they were recognizing that in the supernatural world and we now know that the technology would be required it would be required to have those components in place to make somebody invisible makes you kind of wonder if there was some truth to it. You know, when they were talking about the vampire lore casting a reflection, the reason would be that it's invisible um, or not actually in this light spectrum in some way. And it's bending the light around itself. And so therefore could actually exist because in those, those, all those ancient lores talking about that demons casting no shadows and vampires not having a reflection they had to have known somewhat that it has something to do or maybe they didn't, but what's actually at work is that the light is bending around these objects. And then you're, so you're looking at the light behind, you're looking at the back of the light basically. And so the thing is actually, it's it's there, but it's invisible to your eye. But isn't it just strange that in those lores, they have the exact science of it down and didn't even realize it. Exactly. The plot thickens. 
Great stuff as always, Jennifer. Please give Jennifer a follow. She's got a YouTube channel. Link is in the description. Thank you for the call, phone call, my friend. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Have, Have a great night. night. Thank Bye. you very much. There you go. It's phone number 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Love to hear your thoughts. Tech, uh, invisibility technology. Is it a thing? Is it science fiction? Is it somewhere in between? Love to hear your thoughts. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More invisibility, magic, the USS Eldridge, and you when we return. Be right back. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And of course, we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we're talking about invisibility technology. What does it mean? Do humans actually have access to this? And if so, what does it mean for military, for society, for the future? And how dare I say, what does it mean for the past? Including, of course, well, that means that uh, is it possible that in the past, as Jennifer stated when she called in recently, maybe the vampires and all the rest of this stuff that the ancients were talking about, no reflections and mirrors, light refraction, and all this stuff may have been a thing in the past. Who knows? We're still taking your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can find the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org, and we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. All right. So let's do this. This is uh, this is some pretty good stuff here uh, regarding this. Uh, the actual... Now, let's get to the Philadelphia experiment for just a sec. And this is why I think this is pretty fascinating, the idea of the invisibility cloak, right? The Harry Potter cloak or whatever it is. Let's see. Uh, phone line isn't working. Uh, that's cool. All right. <laughs> that's okay. All good. All good, Derek. I copy that. Uh, so, okay. Meaning, meaning that this, right? The, the invisible ship, all right, back with the Philadelphia experiment, the reason why it's compelling to me right now is because this was back in, what, the 1940s. We're talking literally World War II era stuff. And they were uh, discussing these, this cloaking technology and not just like the stealth fighter, right? We have that. That's that hidden in plain sight stuff that Joe, Joe described, right? We have that, that, the ability to camouflage, as Matt said earlier in the chat as well. There's a lot of that camouflage stuff in nature, nature even, the, the chameleons, you know, how they have the, you know, the, the spotted patterns on leopards and mountain lions and things like this, where they're, they, they blend right into the into the uh, into their backgrounds right there that's the hidden in plain sight stuff where you literally just blend right in but then there's also the second step of that which is like the stealth fighters like the f-22 where you can see it it's not actually invisible but it's invisible on radar okay that's something different right it's a, a signature the size of a bird a radar signature something like that right so they can't tell like an entire pack of f-22s are flying in because they're so quiet and they're so uh, uh difficult to detect on uh, traditional radars so not, it's not what I'm talking about, right? Those things are real. What I'm talking about is this, though. The Invisible Ship. Look at this. This is from a, a website called theclever.com, and it's talking about 15 shocking facts about the Philadelphia Experiment. And this was where it all started. The whole reason they did the Philadelphia Experiments to begin with, according to lore, uh, again, I can't confirm or deny this. I'm not old enough to have been around to have witnessed this. Uh, but I'm not as old as a Night Stalker, by the way. <laughs> Happy 5-0. Uh, here we go. So 
Uh, this is straight from, uh, straight from again, the clever.com, the invisible ship. Over the decades, the Philadelphia experiment has become part urban myth, part legend, and totally fascinating for conspiracy theorists the world over. The truth is the U.S. Navy was working on a type of invisibility technology. They wanted to reduce and bend the magnetic fields of their ships to avoid triggering mines and torpedoes. And yes, the research was conducted at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. The USS Timmerman was the site of several experiments relating to this project project in the 1940s. It was outfitted with a high-frequency generator that created discharges to disrupt the magnetic field. These experiments definitely happened, and this is one part of the story that's absolutely fact. And there you go. So, and, and you know, even though we're talking conspiracy and all the rest of this stuff, it's uh, there you go. It, it definitely, for sure, in the 1940s, they were uh, trying to create these invi- invisibility cloaking shields or whatever you want to call these things. I don't know. I don't know what this is, but look what they're talking about. They're talking about bending magnetic fields. They're talking about, right, uh, trying to be invisible to mines and torpedoes, things like this. And also, of course, to the naked eye, because, well, what good is it if you can still, like, take a telescope and see it, right? Then you can still launch rockets at it in the old school manual way, especially back in World War II. So so that's the weirdness of this. And, and the thing that makes the conversation compelling to me is that even we, we have direct evidence of this, the governments and the powers that be trying to create this invisibility effect way back in the 1940s. And I mean, crying out loud, that's a lifetime ago, right? I mean, that's literally a lifetime ago. So imagine what they could accomplish in an entire lifetime since uh, it, it's pretty nuts that uh, that well maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm drinking the maybe juice tonight and I'm gonna say maybe that there's actually a very uh, very possibility a real possibility that that we have maybe perfected some sort of cloaking device that can not only cloak vehicles but I would suspect uh, could also cloak individuals human beings right. And so if that's the case, well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. So all the way back to the Philadelphia experiment. Well, past that, of course, we have all the stuff in fiction, like we talked about Lord of the Rings, Frodo, Bilbo, the Gollum and the One Ring and that thing. And then like Jennifer described how he was sort of in between worlds and Sauron when he wore the ring. Pretty good stuff. If you guys are Lord of the Rings fans, uh, that's one of those ones that's it's deep. That's uh, that's some pretty, pretty deep um um, like its own mythology. It's, it's so deep. It's pretty, pretty amazing stuff. If you guys don't know Lord of the Rings, that's one of those ones. If you haven't dug into the books and you just seen the movies, you're doing yourself a huge disservice there. But um, so I don't know, like regarding just this invisibility stuff, if it was right, if it was one of those situations where we had them in the uh, in in today's world and people were able to cloak themselves, uh, what kind of implications, right? So not only am I fascinated with the implications here, and like I said, maybe there's an uh, invisible CIA guy in the window staring at me right now uh, in the bunker, wink, wink. Uh, and I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, this is the type of stuff that, you know, we talk about the surveillance state, we talk about spying, we talk about all the rest of this. That would be the ultimate spy, right? You could just put on your invisibility Harry Potter thing and Boom, you're just chilling out there in the Grand Central Station just listening to everything that goes on, right? Bumping into people. How about that? Has anybody ever actually bumped into something that they thought maybe was invisible? Like you didn't see something there and you, you turned really quick and were like, what, felt like something brushed by you, but you never saw anything? 
things like that happen. I think that's happened to me once or twice. And it makes me wonder if I'm like a, a tripping and, you know, and, you know, stone cold sober, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't one of those nights, you know what I mean? But, uh, but I'm, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot here to this considering uh, if maybe we've perfected this. And again, that going all the way back to 1942, uh, especially like what we know about DARPA and technology as we see it. So back to this article real quick. This is from, um, this is again from sci-fi.com. Invisibility is a power now within reach because of a really bizarre phenomenon. And what they're talking about here is the poly exclusion principle, of course, uh, a.k.a. poly blocking. Uh, if the max number of fermions occupy one quantum state, none of them can move to another. And this is what an MIT research team led by Yair Margalit found out. The results were recently published in Science Articles here, here, here. And here's the quote from, uh, from Margalit. Quote, under regular conditions, when a fermionic atom scatters light, it experiences recoil velocity, like a kick due to absorbing and emitting a photon, Margalit told Sci-Fi Wire. In the ultra-cold regime, uh, is that re- I think maybe region, regime sounds wrong. In the ultra-cold region, this atom would simply uh, not scatter light as it would under regular conditions. Is that like a typo, like a text 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 typo thing i don't know anyway but it is because of the poly blocking that an at, uh, that an atom which is frozen to extremes can become unable to scatter light and therefore seem invisible when photons stream through a cloud of atoms they cause the atoms to bounce off of each other which scatters the photons and makes matter visible to the human eye that cloud of atoms grows denser and denser as temperatures plummet and any given atom that was subjected to recoil velocity should be pushed into a different quantum state but the poly exclusion principle prevents that therefore they cannot scatter light and if using this technology you're able to create some sort of a cloaking device or like when Joe called there uh, a little bit earlier, maybe some sort of um, camouflage paste or something that you could just rub on your skin with uh, whatever this technology is. I don't know if that's even possible, but you would expect, right, if they're kind of coming up with this stuff now, how long ago did DARPA come up with this stuff? And I think that's why this is super fascinating. Like I said, back to 1942, the USS Eldridge, and the rest of that conspiracy that, that uh, you know, the Philadelphia experiment goes way deep in that conspiracy rabbit hole because, you know, it gets into time travel and teleportation and all kinds of crazy stuff. But if you have this, where we're literally talking about that, that whole conspiracy started with a real experiment where they were trying to cloak actual ships at sea uh, to make them not just, uh, as we said earlier, um, not to hide in plain sight, actually invisible. And that's where some of this really starts to get pretty crazy, right? And so, so I don't know. I have no idea if this is real or not. Like I said, I wish I knew the answers to a lot of these questions that we're always asking on this show, but, but I don't. And uh, I think that's what makes it great uh, in, in a number of ways because life is supposed to be a little mysterious anyway, isn't it? I'm okay not knowing the answers, but uh, it is fascinating to me to, to be able to kind of chase these things down and at least think about them in, in practical terms and be able to look at, you know, cite some of the scientific papers and articles and things that come out. And uh, yeah, so, so I don't know. So what are your thoughts? Do you think at some point uh, humans have mastered the ability to become invisible? And like we said earlier, when Jennifer called, I think there's a, there's some pretty huge implications to society if, that, if that's what's happening here. And well, clearly, uh, we live in the upside down, so I'm willing to believe it. But uh, what do you think they'd be doing with this? Clearly, short of like, uh, um, 
well, military applications. Imagine like covert ops in the middle of the night type stuff. You know, you put you put. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of that, speaking of that, let's let's. So I dug into a bunch of this stuff, and there's all kinds of stuff here. So so now this is pretty nuts, right? If you go, like I said, the the article we started with tonight was here. This was from um, Sci-Fi, and this was just from a couple days ago. But check this out. This is from the New York Post, and this is all the way back in March of 2016. And yeah, wouldn't you know it, back then they're saying invisibility cloaks are real and surprisingly cheap. And I'll play this YouTube video. Let's see. Turn the sound off, and you guys can watch this as they do their thing and walk around back and forth and uh, kind of pass in, in, in front of and behind this little invisibility cloak. And you can see the magic trick going on. But here we go. A physicist at the University of Rochester is trying to make Harry Potter's invisibility cloak a reality. Professor John Howell's first attempt at the optical illusion captured on video a year and a half ago is a setup of four lenses that bend light around viewed objects, making them, making them seem invisible while the viewer still sees a consistent, stable background. If uh, you watch that video, you see what's going on with that, and you see the trick. They got the little kid hiding behind the, uh, the pane of glass there, but the light is bending around the pane of glass. So the, 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 the older kid comes behind, and he stands there, and you can see there's a, a, an actual, let's see. I'll just put this up on the thing here so we can do it this way and go like this. And we'll just loop this and play it. But so so they were talking about this way back in 2016, and they were able to actually do this with just uh, some some tricks of light, right? Bending lenses and and bending light a little bit, and the, with this little shield, and you can see that there's right there there's they're literally making one part or the other invisible, and uh, with just this little little frame of. Um, uh, of, of glass and some some lenses and they're saying that this cloaking device this a uh, this simple optical cloaking device was made for under a hundred and fifty dollars and that was back in 2016 so point being here is that uh like what in the world's going on if this was the case and we've had this technology for a while like what are they actually using in the military do you think there's actually something to this with um you know maybe they found a way to to hide their tanks behind these i don't know the panes of glass or plastic or uh, whatever this happens to be pretty crazy stuff I have no idea, but uh, let's read a little bit more from this article. Uh, so Howell's second go with the project is bigger, a person, not just an object can stand behind it and disappear, reported by, and again, this goes back, like I said, we're going all the way back to 1940s with the Philadelphia experiment, but reported by Business Insider on Wednesday, but first tested in 2013. This version of the Rochester cloak is what they're calling it, uses four mirrors arranged in nested V-shapes instead of lenses. If the video at the top of the story, you can see Howell's son Benjamin and Isaac help demonstrate the that light bounces around the mirrors. Little Isaac's torso and legs seem to disappear while the tiled wall behind him remains clearly visible through the middle of the device. The best part, the mirrored contraption costs just 150 bucks to make and all the materials needed can be found at a local hardware store. Howell has published a, the research in academic journals, sure, but he's given thought to the broader applications of such a tool. He said in 2014 that it could allow a surgeon to look through his hands to what he is actually operating on. A University of Rochester News Center article continued, the same principles could be applied to a truck to allow drivers to see through blind spots on their vehicles. So, well, again, this goes all the way back to 2016 when this article was written and this YouTube video as well, where they actually demonstrate the thing and say that it's done for cheap, 150 bucks. So we're in, in this, right, we're talking about uh, a little bit of trickery, right? We got some lenses, we got some mirrors, we got some things happening and, uh, right, you can make things clearly invisible. 
But, right, uh, even that's not what I'm talking about. What about some sort of technology? What about some sort of spell? What about some sort of uh, suit, maybe, that you put on and it will turn you invisible? That's what's on my mind tonight. And, of course, well, the question remains, do you think we have this sort of technology? Okay, and I wish I had those answers. I just don't. I'm not the answers guy, as you know. I'm not the guy here trying to tell everybody what's really going on in the world. But I do think there are a lot of fascinating ways to attack these questions, and here we are. And that's why we do it in this format with uh, all the amazing calls and all the amazing chat. And I see you guys out there. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. And, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to guess. So so if, if I got to make a guess here, right, like let's, uh, let's do the you know, 49%, 51% sort of thing. The, the maybe juice, right? If I'm drinking some maybe juice and I got to guess that if they've been working on true invisibility since the 1940s uh, for military applications, and we know DARPA is probably 30 to 40 years ahead of where we're at in the commercial sector with technology, I'm going to guess that yes. I'm going to guess that probably in some capacity we have actually uh, been able to come up with cloaking devices somehow, some way. I don't know what that would entail. Of course, I'm not a scientist. You know me, just a, just a, just a jerk on the internet with a microphone. But I, I would think that given the value of this actual thing in in military terms, it would probably be the one of the highest priorities, right? Short of like all the woo stuff that we always talk about, including like Project Stargate and remote viewing and some of the stuff the CIA was into in the old days. Uh, that they may still be into, by the way, but. I don't know. I think I think if I have to do the fifty-one forty-nine thing, I think I'm going to say yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to drink some maybe juice, and I'm going to say my opinion. I would guess just according to a lot of these articles that go back again, 2016, 2013, all the way back to uh, to the 1940s when they were experimenting on making ships disappear. I'm going to say yeah. Uh, again, like I just taking a hip shot guess here based on some of the research I did tonight, kind of in, in a cursory manner just for the show. Uh, you know, I didn't go super deep into this to get into the, the quantum realm and the photons and this thing and that thing. I didn't do all that. But I think if we're talking in terms of that right now uh, with some of these scientific uh, experiments and papers that are happening, it stands to reason that, well, at some point, they've probably jumped all over this. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you, so what are your thoughts? Uh, still got time. If you guys want to jump in here and get on the phone, 702-957-1037. As you know, it doesn't matter what I think because I am not the arbiter of truth. I'm just one guy. And uh, I'm telling you, kind of, I think probably maybe. And uh, we'll go 51%. Yes, I think this is probably a thing. Uh, let me pull this up, and we'll do this real quick. Uh, so they got some, um, you know, these these actual um, things, these invisibility things that they say have been debunked. You know, Snopes has debunked them and uh, Snopes, I said Snopes, Snopes has debunked it and all the rest of this. But uh, I'll get to this in just a sec. There's a suit called a nanophotonic refraction stealth operator suit. We'll get to that in just a sec. So, okay, looking to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think this uh, invisibility technology is real? Are people using it now? And if so, what are the implications? If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. Let's go to Robert in Pennsylvania. The Robert. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm fine. Um, On that article, uh, that first one I asked you to link to, uh, what I was curious about, this particular paragraph, it said, under regular conditions, when the uh, pheromonic atom scatters light, it experiences recoil velocity like a kick due to absorbing and emitting a photon. Uh, In the ultra-cold regime, this atom would simply not scatter light as it would 
under regular conditions. And the reason I bring that up is, I've, you know, everybody's familiar with uh, walking into a, a room and, and suddenly feeling a, a sense of real, a real chill, real cold. Oh. Uh, this is rather common. This is rather common when it comes to ghosts. And I'm wondering, is that why we, we can't see ghosts? Is because they're they're uh, ultra cold atoms, you know, um, that make them invisible. I like where and you're going. I like where you're going. So it, they they have said in many instances that people that experience that paranormal phenomenon have actually felt a chill. So what if it is this, like you're describing in there, it's the, is this ultra-cold uh, quantum state that's keeping whatever it is invisible? And so it's not a ghost at all. It's, well, the CIA. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Or maybe, or maybe spirits are invisible due to that phenomenon. Oh, I see. Okay, it, so it goes both ways. It goes it, both it's, ways. It's, it's just the maybe juice. All right, uh, speaking. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's uh, all right. You're in the right it place. Just, um, it, it's just a thought. It's just a thought that 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 it's so common in hauntings that you that you walk into a haunted house or room and you suddenly feel you know that kind of really uh, nasty chill and. And it seems to me like this possibly could be tied into this type of phenomenon. Makes sense where, to me. Where, where if, they, if, if they weren't, if this, if this phenomenon was not at work on this uh, ghost, then you'd be able to see it. And, and maybe sometimes there's a breakdown, and that's why you can. <laughs> when, when those few times when you actually can see a ghost is when there's a breakdown in that phenomenon briefly. Gotcha. All right. So, so uh, like we talked about that weird quantum world last night, uh, we can kind of add that to the, the quantum weirdness of if, uh, if those particles are in flux constantly, like we said last night, with all that other crazy stuff, including the time traveling uh, uh, atoms and all the rest, then, well, uh, if we're in a constant state of flux, then maybe the ghosts are too. And I like it. So, uh, as we said last night, if, if we get agitated and people sense that frequency, maybe ghosts get the same thing. And that's how they kind of come through. They interrupt this state of, of uh, well, cold, uh, whatever it is, cold quantum invisibility, I guess you could call it that. I love it. Great stuff, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, I know you're going to, going to close the show, so I'll continue to watch next hour. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you for the call. That's Robert in uh, Pennsylvania. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. He's got a book called uh, Stories from a Fractured Mind. Check out his stuff down below. Uh, link in the description. Uh, he writes science fiction and consciousness and uh, spirits and time travel and all the rest of the stuff we love talking about. So he's certainly in the right place. But that's an amazing, amazing point that if uh, maybe it's not just this sort of thing, it's uh, maybe it, it is 
maybe this actual quantum phenomenon doesn't exist just in a technological perspective. It also exists in a paranormal perspective. I like it. I like it. The cold chill you get when you come into into a room and sense a spirit or something. I wonder. I wonder if it's this effect. All right. So before we go real fast, I want to point this out too. There's this thing. This is called Harry's Army Surplus.net. And check this out. You'll never believe this. Uh, it's called the GI Gen 6 Nanophotonic Refraction Stealth Operator Suit, right? And, well, it looks like, I don't know, just a gray suit, right? It looks like a gray suit. But this suit is $12,378.99. So, clearly, surely, it's not just a gray sh- gray suit, is it? So, if you look at the two photographs, <laughs> one of them, <laughs> it's like the suit, and the other photograph is it's not there. It's invisible. <laughs> so if anybody's got uh, $12,378.99 to burn, well, let's test this suit, shall we? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So we're talking about invisibility tonight, and I don't know. Uh, as, as you know me, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. We're just trying to have a conversation and consider the possibilities. So if I was a betting man, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, I would think that probably, right? I, I'm going to give it 51% that yes, I... I would think that uh, just one person's opinion, uh, don't take it any more than that. just that, that uh, we probably have achieved some sort of invisibility tech. And what that means for uh, society and everything else, well, I think probably that would be more safeguarded than UFOs, right? Because think about how that would break down society if you had some people with access to invisibility suits and other people that did not have access. Oh, boy. Ah, the troubled minds. All right. So as we finish this up, this is what's going on. Uh, We are, as we finish up on the Fringe, if you're listening to us on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void coming up next. If you're listening to us on any other platform, including the podcast feed, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. We're going to keep on trucking, doing our thing, talking about this, and take your phone calls. As we finish, be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night.
right, we are off of the fringe, which means we got a third hour of Trouble Minds coming up, and which means we're still taking your phone calls. We're talking about this invisibility technology. Do you think this is real? Do you think that since the 1940s and the USS Eldridge and the Philadelphia Experiment, there's actually been, well, some sort of breakthrough where uh, a, a technological advantage has been gained through invisibility itself, whether that's for ships, planes, cars, dogs, cats, you and me, or all of the above. Uh, you tell me. I mean, we know uh, Operation Acoustic Kitty, where they tried to put the, uh, the, the sound recording device in the cat to try and listen to the, uh, the, the Russians in, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the park in the Cold War. And, well, uh, the cat ran out and got hit by a taxi cab, right? I mean, you know, herding cats, etc. So if they're doing stuff like that, you got to figure. you got to figure. Like, they kind of go through all these links. If you look at some of the, um, the, the actual um, MK Ultra stuff, some of the links they went to just try and get some ridiculous things to happen, you got to know they've been working on invisibility for a damn long time. So that's what's going on. We got Kelly here. I see there. Kelly, hang tight. We'll get to you in just a second. We're going to take a quick two-minute break, and then we'll get to Kelly in just one moment. And uh, we're still taking your phone calls as we consider this, right? We consider all these things. How much of this could be true? Again, a Gen 6 nanophotonic refraction stealth operator suit. I kind of want one now. I kind of want one. <laughs> but all right. Anyway, so uh, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. Let's play some of this. Uh, we got Kelly on the line. Hang tight, buddy. We'll get right to you. He just jumped in here. And uh, here we go. Here this we go. This is Michael Strange. Let's skip that. Trouble. And skip right to that. Two-minute break. More Trouble Minds coming up. Don't go anywhere. Taking your phone calls. Talking about invisibility. Is this real or nah? Up to you. Be right back. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and tonight we're talking about invisibility technology. Uh, basically, it's like this, right? Back to 1940s, uh, the USS Eldridge was rumored to have been the subject of what is known as the Philadelphia Experiment. And it started with a, uh, again, the rumor is this. It started with uh, the Albert Einstein Unified Field Theory, where they were trying to use uh, the electromagnetic field somehow to cloak these ships, right? And it, that's how it started. Clo it was a cloaking device, literally just invisible, making things disappear, and not just hidden in plain sight with, uh, you know, optical illusions and things like this, which has been used for centuries, for sure, in warfare and other places, right? Illusionists and all the rest of that. But uh, in on top of that, they were trying to actually make these things disappear, literally disappear. And so with that, of course, that, that, that conspiracy goes into a whole other rabbit hole of the Philadelphia Experiment, Al Bilek, time travel, teleportation, and all kinds of crazy stuff. But we're not doing that. Well, I mean, we can if you want to do that, because it's the third hour. The third hour is to kind of stretch our legs and just say, nah, whatever, we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want, because nobody tells us what to say or know what to th nobody tells us what to think. So if you want to talk about any of that stuff, it's all on the table, of course. What about the paranormal aspect? What about what Robert said? I think that's a fantastic thing. What about UFOs? What about all the rest of that? Uh, how does this all play in? Maybe uh, maybe it is. Maybe it's all related somehow. And uh, that's what's coming up next. So love to hear your thoughts. If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Phone numbers on troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link and we'll put you on the show just like this. Kelly's on Discord or good friend Kelly from Colorado. What's up? How you doing, my man? How you doing? Hey, good evening. 
How you doing? Ah, doing okay. I killed that so you shouldn't hear the echo anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, doing well, man. I, I think this is weird, right? Uh, I know uh, I'm not. I'm now. I know you were a military man. I'm not asking you to divulge any classified information if you know something about this. But what what are your thoughts uh, regarding just this Philadelphia experiment in the 1940s, all the way to now, where you can buy this bizarre ass GI Gen Six nanophotonic refraction stealth operator suit for twelve grand? <laughs> what what do you think is going on here? So for the Philadelphia experiment, right? So the story that they give, and that you know, the same story that you kind of read earlier about how they're saying that the true story of it was that you know they were you know wrapping the ship with some like uh, oils, you know, and you know that to try to make it invisible from like radar or sonar. But that right there is a lie because I'm going to tell you why is what they're doing is called degaussing, right? And they take, and it is true, they take, uh, we take um, big cables, different types of metal, and we wrap it around the whole ship, both sides down. We put, you know, there's like throughout the ship along the, from bow to stern, all the way to the front and back. And the reason for that, for degaussing, because it, when you have that ship, something like that big, it's real magnetic through the Earth's magnetic field, right? It makes the ship more magnetic. So the reason why they were doing that, and that's, and, and it is true that they were saying that it kind of makes it invisible, but the only way it, it makes it invisible is to, like, mines, right? Because uh, ships are metal. And if you want to degauss a ship, you won't, you don't want to have a magnetic if you're, you know, going through uh, some of these, um, you know, during wartime, you know, uh, land, uh, mines, floaty mines that are out there, you know, so you, it, it's a it's a self, you know, defense mechanism for that. So, but what the Eldridge was doing, they were trying to literally make that thing disappear, like offer, you know, not so it's not being picked up by radar. But it was, I, I think, the, that's what their story they're giving, right? But if you're messing around with something like that, okay, and, and the way. <clears throat> I can't remember what's the name again. Um, uh, uh, he was on the elder. Oh, by yeah, the way. right now. The way he's explaining it, because he was an electrician, right? So I, I've been down in there. I, I had to get, like, I, I got different warfares, right? Uh, and stuff. They, they have to learn about the air, you know, the ships that you're on. And I was mostly on aircraft carriers. But, yeah, you, you know, you, you can't... Um, some of that stuff that they were doing, they were, I, I, they know exactly what they were doing, you know, because they wanted to have that thing disappear. And, but when they came back, see, the sailors at the time, you know, they were walking around. If they would have probably stayed still, they wouldn't have, I don't think they would have any issues. But they were still walking around the ship. And when that demon uh, dematerialized, you know, some, that's where you hear the story. They were sticking out the sides of it. But the degaussing story, I don't buy. So, you know, for me, I kind of listen to, uh, you know, I, I, I listen to all the videos that he has. And I don't know, man, it, it, some, in some ways, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to believe. But in, in, in other ways, it's just it's a fascinating story. I'll just tell you that. You know, I don't really can't say I believe him, but some of the stuff he's saying pretty interesting. Because, you know, the, the way the maps 
you know, word that he's explained. But anyway, if you know the story, it's a pretty intriguing story. But another thing too that was kind of brought up was um, that someone brought up it was about um, DARPA and the tanks. But actually, the 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 defense contractor was BAE. It's a uh, they do uh, military contracts with us, but they're more of a British company, right? And what they had, they were trying to um, eliminate a tank. And again, it's just like with the uh, radar system, right? But they were looking through like night vision or whatever, these uh, or uh, FLIR, and they would disappear literally because what they had, they looked like Kevlar panels, right, that stuck to the side of it. And what it does, it changes the, uh, they call it an adapting camouflage. But what they're doing is they're trying what it's like temperature enhancing. So one way for camouflage against something like that would be temperature. So those panels all change a different uh, temperature, and they it literally looks like it's you know disappearing off of like a flare, you know, or night vision. That's the camouflage that military has as as for that. But now, if we're talking, if you want camouflage on aircraft, the only way you're going to do that is if you're going to have paint, a paint, the paint scheme, or you're going to have what nanotechnology within that paint scheme or within the skin. And that skin has got to be, and which most aircraft, you know, that like those fighter aircraft are, are mostly composite materials. There's some composite materials that we already have now that already built to where. If it was shot with an uh, with a you know with 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 a gun you know or with, with some bullets, it repairs itself. It's got like nanotechnology where it, it'll repair the hole, so you know it'd still be air you know more flying you know, aerodynamic. It's not going to have issues where, and even inside gas tanks around the gas tanks too, that's more of a blabber. Uh, but like for the skin itself of the aircraft, I could see. I mean, I've, you know, that was my, that was my job. I was an aircraft mechanic. I mean, I've touched and seen a lot of different materials. But the thing about it is, I'm saying is that you would need some kind of nanotechnology. Which, what it is, is light bending. Kind of like Jennifer was saying. And that's the technology that they, you, that, that we have nowadays. One, at first it was like using glass and all the mirrors and stuff. But now there was a, one in Japan, which actually was, even like probably later than 2016, or might it could have been the same time frame, but they have a material, it was a cloth, it was a cloak they were wearing. But now if you take that nanotechnology, right, and you're able to do what like animals do in, the, in, in nature. So you got insects like spiders, you know, they use the outer shells of theirs, you know, the outer uh, skeletal skin to where they kind of looks like it, it's more of a blending in more and then a camouflage or a disappear. Now the other, you know, you have the chameleon that changes different colors and that's due to, in, you know, the cells that are inside the skin, you know, it'll, it'll allow it to uh, reflect light or even change different colors. But the animal that I have more particular where it almost looks like it just disappears as an octopus or some type of, um, some, you know, some other, uh, are those jellyfish type those deep sea ones you know because they're more translucent anyway so but if you're talking that you can change you know in a human capability I would say it would have to be within the blood like an octopus because an octopus the skin 
you know, it's really close to the surface of the skin more than us. So it would, you know, that's how I was able to change. I mean, it changes. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen. If you haven't, uh, go ahead and YouTube one, man, because some of these ones that they capture nowadays, I mean, the, the light reflection and one that looks just like it just totally disappears, you know, and it's, and you can't really say that you're going to disappear with any kind of material anyway, because it's going to be light bending anyway. If you're going to disappear something like that, like Jennifer was saying, you still have a shadow or something. But if you're going to disappear like that, maybe we are talking that it's, you know, trans-dimensional or something. Yeah, it is It is weird how this, you know, usually we're, we're, we're way out there. We're talking about portals and dimensions and all kinds of other whack shit, right? But but tonight, tonight we're like, okay, wait, but what if that's not happening and instead it's just some sort of invisibility technology, that light bending, the light refraction, this type of thing. And I, I, I just, I, the more I think about it, the more I think it's it's probably likely that this is happening. Probably, you know, like you like you described with the aircraft and all the stuff there. That's fantastic. The paint schemes and like the the, the, the nano technology inside of all that. That's good stuff. But it's still not truly invisible, is it? It's more of kind of like tricking the human eye, tricking radars, right? That type of stuff. It's not truly invisible. Well, it's not it, to make yourself, you know. The whole aircraft, like if you're saying like a saucer shape, right? The whole skin of it would have to be. So that's why they say sometimes I believe that, you know, you hear stories that these things are, you know, alive. You know, they're they're like a robot, but they're alive, right? I don't know. I can't remember the word, the word that's used right now. But yeah, so if, if you have something like that, that's be able to repair itself and can be able to change not only the color you, you know, but also, um, I would say the whole surface would have to change. Not only that, but like if you know, if you want invisibility from heat, you would have to change the, the whole temperature of the surface of the aircraft. That's how some of that's how some of that stuff works too. If you change the heat of it, right through radar systems, you know that's and that's another thing where I kind of wanted to breed up real quick, just off the beat was uh maybe that's why the military wants um every type of vision right you have night vision you have flare you have heat you know all these different visions that you want to see maybe they're you know we are tracking something you know that that's not only why would you else would you need something like that because you're you know you're trying to see something that's in different forms of light now light bending even with Something like that, you know, like I said, you know, a, a, a BAE technologies had the one for the tank where it was all, again, that was all through just heat, you know. They just changed the heat on the outside of it. But if you can do that with the, if, with the human, if you could do that with your blood, maybe you would be more or less, you know, disappearing because you're, it's all around your whole body. There's no light. It's not a cloth that you're wearing where you're bending light around you so you can't really see it, you know. So that's why I say the octopus is one of the ones that are ones that you could say that could only really disappear. You know, yes, it's there, but you ain't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess I guess there's two terms then, right? There's like a true invisibility and there's effective invisibility, right? I think I think I just made that up. I don't know if that's real, but we're just gonna roll with that. So effectively invisible is one thing, but what about true invisibility? Like Frodo in the ring. You put on the ring and boom, you're just not there. No shadow, no anything. It's like you 
maybe phased into another dimension, but you're still there, but you're not there. And that's kind of what we're yeah. talking about. Do you, so, so what do you think in, in those terms? Do you think that we've, I mean, you know, the Department of Energy has said that they're, they're kind of like trying to reach into other, other uh, dimensions as it is. Do you think maybe they've created the one ring? Maybe, uh, maybe through this, I don't know, nanophotonic refraction stealth suit, but better. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I love your expertise on the matter, by the way, because a lot of that stuff you're saying, I, I like I I kind of get the basics, but I didn't realize sort of what goes into all that. But so so thank you for all that amazing stuff. Yeah, no problem. Uh, also, one thing too, it uh, that suit, I kind of blew my mind that you had that up there, because that's almost like someone something that would be, a, uh, like a first version of what the Navy SEALs would use. And the reason why I say that is because I got some preview preview uh, uh, of some stuff, you know. You know, I, I'm not going to say, but like, you know. Plus, I had my my uncle. He was a Navy SEAL, but he was he was uh, he, he was a Navy SEAL. Like when they were coming out of Nam and stuff, but you know, they were frogmen, and then they combined it with the SEALs. But he was telling me some of the technology that they were using, and that was back then, seventies. And man, they're, the SEALs have all top of the line. If you believe that is, it happened, they've got a hold of it. Now, if they have those cloak suits like that, I'm pretty sure that's what they, they've, they've had that. And, and the technology, if, again, if you, you know, at night running through there, you can change, you know, the heat and the outer surface of that thing with nanotechnology, light bending technology, you would actually really disappear more or less because you know, if you've ever seen videos and stuff where, you know, they think that they captured a, you know, who knows what they, it's just like a figure or some people think it's a ghost. That could be something that, you know, because that thing, some of the stuff looks like straight up somebody's wearing a suit, not a ghostly figure. You know, this thing looked like something just walked by. I've seen a few videos like that and it was, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, that has to be somebody... Somebody on accidentally caught a Navy SEAL or some a special ops from another country. Yeah, well, and and so uh, exactly, it, I'm a little shocked it's available, right? So if it really works, right? This this uh, G- Generation Six nanophotonic refraction stealth operator suit is what we're talking about here. It's even in stock. This is from Harry's Army Surplus. <laughs> it's twelve grand, <laughs> twelve thousand three hundred seventy eight dollars. And a 99 cents. What's up, 40s? <laughs> Don't forget the 99 cents. But, but I mean, so, so so how invisible does this make you then, do you think? Do you th- like, is it kind of like the, that predator sort of thing where you just kind of blend into what's behind you? Yeah, I, I, I would say it was more like that. It's that, you know, of course it's going to be, again, light, what they say, light. So everything's behind you is going to show that's in front of you. But it, you, you, you probably wouldn't see them if they're standing still. Like you wouldn't even like, you know, just glancing around if no one's, if they're standing still, you ain't seeing them. I'm telling you that right now. But if you're, you know, you might catch something that looks like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. There's times that I've seen some shit that are like, what the fuck was that? You know? And it looked like something ran fucking by, you know? So I don't know if they're, you know, testing the shit out throughout, you know, maybe in, I don't know, could even say that, you know, some SWAT teams might have some shit like that, but. I don't know, man, to have, <clears throat> because again, you know, like you said, you know, it, the technology is not, you know, that hard to, to actually 
you know, to replicate. You just got to have, like, both guys were just using mirrors and, you know, different shades, you know, different uh, planes of glass, which that's what they were using in the first place. But, you know, some of the stuff now you can, you know, I'm pretty sure you can get, I mean, you can bulletproof glass, you know, bullet, bulletproof clothing nowadays. So, I mean, that technology, especially with the stuff they got now, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it, man. I'm pretty sure. I, I, matter of fact, I'm going to say I know they got it. All right? I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. But I, it, it's out there. But for me, now, if you want to, like, have a an aircraft, right? Especially sometimes, you know, that's where I, I kind of think that they do have that technology that, you know, that it's either on the skin or the paint, like I was saying. And the reason for that, too, because you hear all these people talking about booms, the high, high altitude booms, you know, they never see nothing. Now, if it's if it was like turbojet and you could hear it, the sonic boom of a, you know, hitting, uh, you know, the breaking the sound barrier, that's you're, you're going to still see the aircraft. I mean, I've been around. I mean, they do all kinds of shows and all that shit for it, too. But you're going to see this aircraft. But if you're literally hearing it and then boom, you hear a sound and there's nothing there, you know, that's either, that's got to be something testing. You know, obviously the military is constantly doing that. But, you know, over these populated areas, they got, you know, maybe they, like the Aurora, you know, that's the one that was supposed to be after the the SR-71 Blackhawk. And, you know, and nowadays they call it the, uh, you know, the, the triangle one that's, the TR3B, you know, maybe that's the, the newer technology after that, but you would have, you would think that they would have that technology already implemented in these aircraft. You would, you know, if you're talking, you know, stealth and technology like that, which the military is all about. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and that's again, uh, the, the funny comment, uh, I, let me, uh, let me make sure I, credit this appropriately uh funny comment here there's a couple funny comments on rock fan we got the 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 peanut gallery over here our local comedians charlie says this on rock fan if they've been working on it since the 40s there's probably invisible motherfuckers everywhere (laughs) and uh that's not only funny it's probably let's say accurate right um robert also wants to know uh if i got a penile implant would that be considered nanotechnology (laughs) there's your jokes there's your jokes from rock fan kelly <laughs> anyway, uh, they probably would <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, I, I. So, so if this is happening, right? I guess at what point is it? So, is it magic anymore? Like, we, like again, back to that quote by uh, by Arthur C. Clarke, right? Magic is just science we don't understand yet. So, so do you think we've got to the point where we have actual like? invisibility like that like the one ring you put it on your finger and whoop, you're gone is it there yet well about that one because for me that would sound like you're going into a different dimension you know what i mean yes you're kind of like how they would say i don't know like <clears throat> it always when every time i hear that it always reminds me of like uh that radio station where the guy called in at uh, uh what was it and he was saying that it was that what we considered as aliens is not aliens. It was a they were uh, they're creatures like from a third dimension or a different dimension. He was saying, uh, "God, it was a famous uh, man. I can't believe I can't remember his name. It was on AM, but back then. But um, yeah, he was saying that there was a pre- precursor to the uh, moon landing." 
and that that they're dimensional beings and and they're not really you know from here but again if you know they can only phase in for a little bit or or what so if that's that type of technology where you're literally disappearing you're not you're not you know in this sense of the world you know you're in a different dimension i would say because you know you're not you know you, you like again your shadow's gone you're gone your whole material body is gone the flesh you is gone which is pretty wild well true invisibility which of course wouldn't even be true invisibility it means it's sort of like a like a sh- like a sh- like a shift into right mm-hmm. that, that other dimension so so it's not even visibility it's just a kind of a shifting out of phase like we talked about quite a bit recently with that the 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 quantum world and that how the quantum world is basically shifting out of phase constantly, not just uh, because of the, that uncertainty principle with the shit bouncing around like nuts and we can't pin it down. Particle wave duality, quantum immortality, spooky action at a distance, which would be uh, the Einstein thing for a quantum uh, entanglement. But then also uh, that time travel. Now they're saying that, that at the quantum level, these, these t- things are in tiny amounts, time traveling forward and backward all at the same time. Now that would be right. That would be you slip your ring on and boop, quantum world. <laughs> Here we come. Hey, machine elves. I'm Mike. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> yeah, that would be something. To, that would probably be something to see. <clears throat> but for me, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I believe we have that technology now, though. I mean, it's it's, it's been long. It's probably we've had it for a while. Again, you know, with any kind of military, there are going to be at least. 40, 50 years ahead in advance of whatever they're going to be putting out. So, and again, I, I worked in some of that stuff. I get, you know, I, you know, I, a lot of that uh, composite material, you know, they were, they were advancing very, very fast, actually, you know, from the stuff from, you know, from fiberglass on up, you know, nowadays it's, it's got some crazy shit. Not only that, but the wood, what you're adding into it, you know, the, with the hardener and stuff, you can add all kinds of shit into that. So that's where you're getting that nanotechnology. I was telling you where you're kind of, it can actually repair itself after it's been shot. And shit, I I read that on a science thing. Like, I don't know, I would say at least 10 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It seems like we've kind of had this science stall out where 10 years ago, you can read all the shit. They're like, oh, invisibility tech is here. And now we have the same damn article, you know, 10 years later. Oh, invisibility tech is here. Well, shit. <laughs> so, which was it, then or now? Right? Yeah. No, they just perfected it now. Back then, that's why I'm always following like a lot of science because they it they give you like a lot of the shit they're doing, but they're it's only going to be little clips, and it's just like something more to follow. You got to just follow along, and you know they might have another little clip again, maybe two, three years down the line. You know, telling you how you know advanced. That's kind of like how. The, that company with the robots, you know, when they first started it, you know, these things couldn't even stand up. They're still, you know, going, trying to walk it. Now these things can do backflips and fucking parkour up rocks and shit. So, you know, again, I, I that's why I, I for me, I, I do a lot of uh, science, you know, I mean, a lot of anything with robotics and, you know, nanotechnology, some of that shit, because, you know, they can even... There's they they're doing a lot of shit with that nanotechnology. People need to keep an eye on that, man. 
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You uh, you going to stick around for a little bit? We got Daryl on the line here that we can uh, pop in. Completely up to you as always, my man. Sure, man. I'll stick around. I'll go ahead and go. Okay, don't go anywhere. We were here with Kelly in Colorado. Good friend, old, old, old friend of the show. Dude has been around since the old, old days when Frank was the co-host. We're talking years. Uh, Kelly's family, man. It's been it's been that long. Uh, thank you again for uh, for being being part of this, bro. You you kind of kicked this, kick started this, and made me realize that hey, this isn't just a bunch of bullshit. These are worthy conversations. So thank you so much for that. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Daryl. Let's go to Daryl. Daryl in New York. What's up, Daryl? Are you there? Test one two. I saw you in the caller queue, and I'm not sure if you're ready here, but uh, I just wanted to not ignore you forever. What's going on? Hello, hello. Test one, two. Daryl, are you there? Daryl, are you there? Not coming through. It's lighting up like you're talking, but it's not actually coming through. Maybe need to reset the... uh, Sometimes Discord does that when it hasn't updated. It used to screw with me all the time because Discord would update like three times a week. There we go. I hear something. I hear something. Are you there? Daryl, are you there? Is this Discord? Yes. You're on the show. What's up, Daryl? Cool. Um, great subject. And um, I was just thinking, of course, I was thinking like, you know, how are they going to screw this up? It's going to be weaponized. And um, of course, they've tried to use stealth technology as early, I think, as in the 40s during the, you know, the Second World War, and were kind of effective, you know, with not not with anything amazing, you know, not like a squid, ta- you know, octopus technology or anything like that, but um, just trying to refract the light a little bit. Um, and they, I, I saw that um, that suit for twelve thousand dollars. That's that's pretty affordable, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll take two, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, like in Israel, you know, so I'm thinking how they're going to weaponize this. And of course, you know, there are ways, I don't think they could totally, um, you know, if they can like, like refract the light and do something with anti-gravity, they can achieve certain, um, results, but I still don't think it could avoid radar, let's say, you know, you might have to sacrifice one for the other, but, um, what was I, oh wait, where was I going with this? Um, oh, oh, but then I looked the weapons of the future and it doesn't really matter if you're invisible because these weapons are so advanced it doesn't even matter if you're invisible they're too fast missiles that they're making now are just like incredibly fast and effective achieving their targets so the weapons of our future it's pretty shocking what they're creating i don't know you know what our future is going to be but they're going to have some serious weapons that are going to be faster and better than anything we've ever had you know, whether we use nukes in them or not, you know, it's like multiplied by 10. So, um, in any case, I don't think it would matter if we were invisible. But in Israel, they were developing these amazing camouflage clothing. I sent the video on the general tab in um, Troubled Minds on Discord. Um, the Israelis are developing some pretty cool stuff. When they have like a video. You can't, you can't tell that there's anybody in the video and then suddenly they move. You know, just a perfect landscape is full of soldiers, you know? You just couldn't see them. But my thought was, if you could be invisible, would you have to be naked? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If so, you could really be invisible. <laughs> so so right? that's actually one of those TV tropes, right? Where it's like, okay, so Frodo could put on the ring or Bilbo, right, in Lord of the Rings, 
and their ent- entire their clothes went with them, right? But in some of those, like the comics or the TV tropes and things like this, when whatever it was they did for invisibility, it would make their body invisible, but not their clothes. So they had to get naked to actually be invisible, right? I like where your mind's at, Daryl. I like where your mind's exactly. at. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like you'd have to just get naked. You know, you're, you're not exactly invisible. Nobody can see you, but you still can get hit by a car. But if you put some clothing on, then that blows everything, you know? Like the Invisible Man, you know? He had to be naked, I think. Exactly. The Emperor has no clothes. (laughs) 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, uh, and I think, uh, so So then we have this other suit, like you said, the $12,000 suit here. This, uh, again, I I have to read this again because it's hilarious. GI Gen 6 nanophotonic refraction, or sorry, refraction stealth operator suit. So that's what you do. You, You put that suit over your clothes and bam, there you go. Invisible, invisible. I kind of, I kind of have a new Christmas wish. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, cancel everything. I want this. I want this. Can I really be invisible? <laughs> Let's do a GoFundMe on it. You know, GoFundMe. <laughs> Let's see if they have a 30 day uh, yeah, return policy. If they've got a 30 day return policy, I'll buy this MFR and check it out <laughs> and then send it back. <laughs> so, you know, these things will go down in grace eventually. You know, certainly, you know, the first year they're out, it's going to be expensive, of course, but maybe soon we'll be able to get it on amazon you know yeah they're gonna yeah, deliver it to your doorstep it's gonna be uh you mm-hmm. won't even, it's it's so it's so good you won't even be able to notice they have to put it in a box for you to know they dropped it off because <laughs> once you open the box right. like, they jipped me they sent me nothing oh wait exactly <laughs> <laughs> that'll deliver your stealth suit right <laughs> right exactly exactly yeah, I don't know. So, so what about so clearly the light refraction stuff and the military aspects and all that stuff. Even back to the '40s, we're talking about the Philadelphia experiment, the USS Eldridge, and bending light and all that stuff, right? That's fine. Uh, even the electromagnetic fields. But if you take it to the next level, right? Well, what about true invisibility? Do you think uh, humans have maybe achieved that, or do you think that's even possible for us? Well, if you could teleport somebody, I guess you could become invisible. You know, that's my thought. Or, you know, if you can walk through a wall, let's say, you know, if you can, you know, restructure your molecular, you know, uh, what do they call that when you uh, reunite molecularly with your atoms or something, you connect with your uh, I think cell. I think the technical term is it's a parte. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the technical term. <laughs> like that. Anyway, you, if you can teleport somebody, if you can walk through a wall, I guess you could be invisible, you know? like temporarily invisible if you can rearrange your atoms like and not you know die <laughs> and not become like you know the philadelphia experiment maybe yeah no exactly and and i think that's the weirdness right because because uh, then again there's like effective invisibility there's true invisibility and and that's where again like i said it, it it seems it seems silly it's like this is comic book shit shut up mike i don't know i don't think so there, we have got this suit for 12 grand you know, uh, Navy SEALs, this type of thing. We got we got effective invisibility, true invisibility. If they've been working on this since the 1940s, are there lots of invisible MFers walking around? I think that's a good question. Back from Charlie on Rockfin. And yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to say if maybe. You could, if you could, you could slip into a different dimension and probably become effectively invisible or actually visible, perhaps, if you only exist in one timeline, skip timelines you know if you uh you know transfer to a different dimension if you could get uh teleported i guess these are the possibilities of becoming visible but you're really disappearing 
not exactly invisible. You, you right, know? right. Yeah, and so it and so so exactly. So there is a conversation here. It's not as simple as just the comic books or just like light refraction. There's some other there's some weird shit happening. And even on this, even in this suit, it says nanophotonic refraction. So we're we're literally talking about like like in the the the, the on the nano scale, they've done some engineering to this freaking suit and this is what our Navy SEALs wear. That's pretty wild. Just that concept. But then what's the next step? Go if you ahead. look at Bigfoot, Bigfoot probably has the technology to become invisible, or he, he's like pixelated, or he's blurry, and then he's invisible. I'm not sure. You know, does he go to another dimension? I think Bigfoot knows how to become, you know, functionally invisible or technically disappear or whatever, you know? Um, so I think it's possible, you know, reverse engineered or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and all that, like, we, uh, like clearly, this is Troubled Minds. We talk about UFOs and Bigfoot and all kinds of crazy shit. So uh, that's all on the table, of course, right, with this, uh, this maybe phasing in and out. I think it's odd, too, that, uh, like Jennifer brought up earlier, that it seems like maybe in the old days, they were, they were kind of into this invisibility thing, too, almost like they were detecting these invisible creatures all the time. And that's sort of what maybe spawned a bunch of these myth- mythologies and folklores and whatnot. So, yeah, wild Ooh. stuff, wild stuff. I don't know, as usual, yeah. right? I don't have the answers I wish I did, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, Kelly, you got anything for Della here while uh, while she's on? Are you here? He's here. He's here. Yeah. Well, um, every time that I get naked and run around, I thought I was in beer. <laughs> <laughs> did he say? He gets invisible? I thought you were invisible. I know. I don't know. Nobody looks at me anymore on the nude beaches, so I think I'm invisible. I don't know. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Right. That's that's called. That's not true invisibility. That's called effective invisibility. <laughs> effective, right? effective. <laughs> We're making right. new terms here. Uh, on the Visible new beach, here, you know. There's no such thing as effective invisibility. You guys are killing right, me. You guys right. are killing me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a, a lot here, uh, again, like, I don't think it's a, it's a trivial conversation. I think there's a lot to this, a lot of different levels. And again, that's why we do it, right? Because it's, you know, it's like, oh, cool, this weird suit. I wonder if it works. Huh. Well, one of these days, I'll buy one of these damn suits and, and I'll, I'll wear it on the damn chat. And <laughs> you'll see. We'll, we'll see if it's actually okay. f- uh, re- photonically refracts the shit and disappears me. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Other thoughts, uh, Kelly, regarding like the Bigfoot thing uh, and maybe some of that stuff. How do you think this kind of works into maybe the paranormal situation here? I mean, that could be the same thing, you know, because uh, again, you know, these things, what they say, they can't find them or whatever, or, you know, they've been filmed, but that's about it. You know, and then they seem to just disappear. You know, it could be, and, and that's another thing too. I was kind of wondering, I forgot to bring up was like, you know, the ancient times, that they were talking about it. Maybe, maybe they were getting, um, maybe they were getting, uh, beamed up like Scotty, you know, uh, they were being transported because, you know, if your meat materializing right in front of you, that would be something that looks like some kind of, you know, uh, uh, be able to disappear out of, out of thin air. You know, if there, if that's some kind of technology from, from, from back there. But it was interesting. It's just uh, also too like you, just, you know you have like all the you know statues and stuff. They, yeah, they have weird. They wear some weird jewelry, you know. You're cutting oh, out, Kelly. You're cutting in and out. 
better, better. Go ahead. Yeah, you said uh, wearing weird jewelry is what I heard. Yeah, like like in the ancient, you know, like all the uh, like drawings or like statues and shit. You know, a lot of these ancients wear. You know, it looks like technology, weird hats or something, watches or you know, carrying around those buckets or you know, like in in like some of the ones in the, in in Egypt too. You know, the, some of their weird headgear or their facial things. Who who knows what their uh, you know, it could be some kind of technology like that, you know, where they can be able to just, you know, be transported. And maybe it's just old technology we, we didn't, they didn't know what existed, you know? Yeah, again. Remember uh, Maxwell Smart? Remember that show Maxwell Smart? Didn't he have, like, a watch he would put on and he'd become invisible? Or a shoe? Something like that? Remember the spy, the secret agent, Maxwell Smart in 99? Yeah, I remember him. Remember that? Didn't he, have a sh- didn't he wear a wristwatch that made him invisible? Remember that? I think it was. I think it was a watch. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I have no idea. Well, well, if you can find one, if you guys can find one of those, let me know. I'll save up. I'd love to be invisible. <laughs> Let's sneak up to the, uh, the the hot dog counter and be like, I'll take two, please. And they're like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, every time you got to, you can make a hot dog joke. You got to make one. All right, uh, all right. So, uh, so no. Uh, what are your other thoughts on this, guys? As as we wind this down, we got uh, another fifteen minutes or so. You guys are welcome to hang out or bounce as you as you see see fit. Completely up to you. It's your time, not mine. And well, what's up? What's up? What's up? You know what, Mike? There was actually, you know, there was. Now that we're talking about that, there was actually. I can't remember that doctor's name. Uh, but he, there, his story was he he was walking his dog. He lived in Washington, right? And he used to walk his dog in the forest and ran into gray alien. And, you know, he uh, the alien killed his dog, and then he hit it upside his head, you know, and he took it home. And, you know, he was examining it. I can't remember the do- name of the doctor's name. But also, there was a, a time when he went, you know, he went to Jaime Musan down in Mexico, right? Where he he said he needed protection too because he wanted to, he wanted to show to the world some evidence you know of some technology and there was this thing that he called it the uh, it was like a bracelet he put on his arm right I don't know if you guys seen this but there and a lot of his videos were taken off of YouTube and you know the only way you could get it is you buy his videos but he had a live show on Mexico where he put this bracelet on and. I don't know what, like, happened to him. He kind of, like, he disappeared. But, like, he went, he shrunk. His whole body, like, disappeared. But he shrunk into a, a ball of light. And the ball of light kind of just floated off. And then, next you know, later on, it floated back in. And then, boom, he popped. He, like, he, you know, he was there again and sitting in the fucking seat. It was a trip. I mean, but it was a video, okay, the video shows him, like, he was at, and, like, he didn't want to have that technology, you know, like, in front of everybody, so he just, you know, he was talking via live through, like, um, I don't know, back then it was, you know, just, uh, you know, but, um, it's the craziest shit now that you guys bring that up, but I'd have to find it and maybe put it on Discord, but I can't remember his name, man, but yeah, he puts this bracelet on, and boom, he like disappears and turns into this ball of light. And that's, that's pretty wild. That's pretty, yeah. 
What? So what is that? Is that is that a Merkaba? What is that? What is that? What is that? Is that, is that the, the one ring? Did he find the one ring? Is Sordon on the I, way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was the craziest shit. I can't. Even, do you know what I'm talking about though? That story that he was like he was in Washington. He lived in the state of Washington and he was walking his dog, right? And then he hit. He has got this whole video he's got where he you know he filmed this. Uh, it's like a black triangle ship, like a one one person right and he walks all the way around it you know they try to debunk him but there's no that shit is real man anyway he's really hard but then he you know he said he hit this alien upside the head because he killed his dog his dog like instantly turned into ashes when he when that good when that when that alien like ripped it in half but anyway he uh he takes it home and he's examining it where he's peeling back the skin on the head god i can't remember his goddamn but yeah, later on when he goes to Mexico, right, he's got a video on it where he wears this bracelet. He calls it the uh it anyway, it's like a like it's not just a bracelet, it kinda like goes up half his forearm, you know, and it there's these two pins that stick into his skin. And it, it kinda like that's where he says once that happens, he knows that it's like he can he can like communicate with the you know, the other species that he's that that owned it before. It's like he says it's weird. It's like he jumps into another realm. Fucking weird. You guys, I'd have to find it and I'll, and I'll post it, man. That's, it's, it's that's crazy. the that's the alien in the freezer guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you put it in there and then and then the thing survived, but and he but like it because I don't know what the fuck, man. It was weird. It's a weird story though. Yeah, it's a pretty wild story. That we actually did a whole show on that one. Uh, it's called, uh, I think it's called Alien in the Freezer. If, if you guys uh, just uh, search either on YouTube or it's on, it's probably on the podcast feed because I'm trimming out all those super old ones from from YouTube. Because the old days, like the, we weren't as polished as we are today, so a lot of that has gone off of YouTube. By my, by I did it, so no censorship. I did it myself, but it is on the podcast feed. Do check it out. Uh, Frank was on the show then. And it's like the alien in the freezer. Uh, GameVet02 in the chat says his videos were fake and debunked. And I think some of the some of the actual, like, the, the, the alien look kind of paper mache. It looked it look kind of sketchy. But he did have a wild story about all the rest of that. So who knows? Who knows, right? Again, depends on who you ask. So that's all good. It's all good. But okay. So now, now look, look, like I'm going back to some, I'm just flipping through some of the articles I pulled up tonight. Back in uh, 2015, it says, uh, this is a headline from Gizmodo. Meanwhile, in the future, you can now buy an invisibility cloak, right? It's like, all right, it's 2015, right? And literally, you can find stuff from years and years and years ago. Here's another one, hyperstealth.com. They call this thing quantum stealth, and there's like these sheets. It's called Invisibility Invented, and you could just put up this sheet, uh, uh, like a sheet of plastic, and yeah, what's it do? It, uh, it, it basically refracts the light so you can't see what's behind it, but you see what's behind the behind it. Uh, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Like this, this stuff, is, stuff is out there, and not only is it out there, it's like freely available to get. Like you can buy this shit. It's 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 pretty wild, man. Like I'm kind of a, I'm kind of curious about. Well, let's get some invisibility shit. <laughs> I kind of want to be invisible now. And by the way, also to add to that, Robert adds this: there is no good motive to be invisible, only mischief. <laughs> and well, touche. <laughs> I guess that's probably true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just shit. 
<laughs> for sure, right? Loki type mischief. How about this? All right, let's take this to another level. What about this? I've got this uh, from whichspellbook.com. Uh, they're talking about invisibility spells. What do you know about that, Kelly? Do you think that there's a maybe spellcraft or something like this that you could actually cast a spell to become invisible? How about that? Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, that's the that's one thing again that I've been the next thing I'm I'm delving into is magic. So yeah, that'd be do something like that with a spell. That would be kind of crazy, you know. How would that work? Would it be that they can't see you, or you know what I mean? As like you know, it's like a, a change in their mind where they can't see you, or is it that you literally disappear, kind of like you know a genie? Yeah, boom, exactly. Uh, can you think of any like old stories? Uh, I know you're like uh, way way up to to speed on the Anunnaki and stuff like that more than I am. I'm trying to think of like there's a lot of old like kind of fiction stories the invisible man and some other pretty weird stuff but can you think of anything in terms of like maybe ancient stories where there were like maybe invisibility spells i was trying to think trying to rack my brain and i couldn't quite come up with anything other than just more like sci-fi you know modern type pop fiction lord of the rings and shit like that Uh, harry potter you know but i'm sure there's got to be ancient stories of like invisible things I, i would imagine right like jennifer was saying sort of the vampires and the mirrors and all that shit yeah, um, some of that stuff is like, um, it would remind me of, but again, it's almost like a um, transporter or something, you know, because the one of the one is, that always intrigues me is the one from India, the, their god, one of their uh, pantheon gods is Shiva. Now, there's this thing called a lingam, right, that they built everywhere, they're like, in rivers, it, it seems to me that like they always have to cover. It. You know, they pour milk over it in, in some places, or just water. You know, to like I don't know. It's like a ritual, right? And the shape of it, like where it sits in, it's almost like it's half around, and then it goes into like a spike where like the liquid would pour out. But the original, very first carving of Shiva was coming out of a lingam, and the lingam is like it looks like a door. Opening up, or looks like maybe it could have been, you know, like I said, misinterpreted, you know, high technology where it could have been a, a portal, or it could have been like a, you know, someone's being beamed down like Scotty, you know. But yeah, the first one is Shiva coming out of a lingam, and you know, I don't know why. That's kind of a a weird thing where it just next you know, boom, there's their god, you know. They don't talk about that it came down out of the sky like most of them, like some of their Vimanas, what they call these flying craft, right? But it was just this round, I don't know, it's just like a shape. And some of them say, you know, like in their, in some of their, you know, their religion is culture part, they say it's more of a phallus, you know, it represents the phallus of a man. And the outer, the, the thing that it sits in is the woman's, you know, they're just like a sexual organ. But to me, that shit looks like some kind of a weird, like, I don't know, it's like a, it's just like a black tower, right? And it's always shaped the same, you know, looks like a round, I don't know, man, like a, just, just, just check it out. But, you know, and, but like I said, the very first one is when Sheba, their God, is walking out of his lingam. 
I don't know. It's interesting that it's some, for me, it's like, I think it's just some kind of technology. Either one, it's like a, a single uh, graph that he came down and it opened up, or it was just like a portal or some something like, you know, being beamed down and boom, he popped up, you know. Pretty interesting. That's the only one I can really think of right now where, you know, as in spells or anything other than that would be Toph. You know, that, you know, he, but he believed in like, because he was, he was, uh, he was universal transmission, you know, transversing through the universe, you know, as, you know, like, I guess more of his spirit self or his, his energy body. But yeah, he, you know, he talks about going different dimensions, different parts of the universe. It's, that's just a crazy routine. So yeah, other than that, man, that's, that's, uh, that's the one of the things I can think of right now. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, in in the chat here, Shadows of the Moon, what's up? Uh, give her a follow on uh, YouTube. says, uh, I have done an invisibility cloak spell so that people don't come into the hotel or have people not spot me so I don't have to talk to them. It's worked for me. Of course, it is, it's a part of my path. That, that would be pretty wild, right? Imagine when you just don't want to be left alone. You're able to do it and boom, <laughs> people just walk right by you. I wonder, right? I wonder. Uh, can, uh, do you have a... Do you have a I don't know. Like, I, I don't, all that stuff is beyond me, right? Like, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying that I don't know how to do it. And so it, it seems, uh, seems definitely that uh, there's a lot of esoteric knowledge that seem, seems to be uh, still in play. But uh, we just, again, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the race of uh, the, the civilization with amnesia is what we are, right? And so who knows? Who knows? Definitely good stuff. I appreciate that. Um, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what, basically as always, right. There's no answers here. There are only more questions as you, as you bring up one conversation and the next and the next and the next, it can go from UFOs to extraterrestrials to Bigfoot to invisibility to military applications to interdimensional quantum tunneling. I mean, holy smokes, man. There's so much shit here that, um, I, I, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere, but I do feel like I'm learning a, like a shit ton of stuff. And that's that's pretty amazing, anyway. Um, so so Kelly, uh, when when are we doing this invi- invisibility suit thing? You're gonna get one of these? Come to Vegas, yeah. Invisibility suit and it'll cause some mischief, yeah. steal some people's beers and shit. You know it, man. I'm gonna go into the money room. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? Imagine you just walk up and just uh, pluck drinks off people's tables <laughs> to walk away with them. <laughs> They never see it coming. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're laughing here, having a good time. But uh, as always, right, uh, I don't have any answers. There are no answers here. There are only more questions, and I think that's the beauty of this. It's uh, uh, sort of, well, you decide. I don't know. I don't have that I don't have that uh, access to the Akashic Record, et cetera, so on. So uh, definitely good shit. Um, what else? We're, we're winding down here the last uh, few minutes, but uh, uh, any other thoughts on this, Kelly? Any other? Uh, yeah, there you go. James says the casino is haunted. <laughs> but it's just me and Kelly. <laughs> it's just Mike and friends. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this, Kelly? Uh, on uh, in, whether, whether effective invisibility, true invisibility, or uh, even like the like the the one ring and dimensional travel or paranormal? I don't know. I think there's a ton here, uh, considering just uh, what's actually happening and what's going on with uh, just the world we live in. Seems a strange place, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, uh, I always look at it as when, um, you see these, uh, government, uh, contractors and stuff like that, or even people within universities, because those are always government funded as well. And that's where a lot of military does this business where they, you know, they go to these universities 
where, you know, they had, or, you know, like MIT and all these other places where, you know, they used to kind of like spread this knowledge or technology around so not everybody, you know, can see what, but they want to ask questions. And, you know, sometimes, man, like I said, they're telling you, but you got to pay attention. Most people don't, you know, they're more into, you know, and, and it's because, you know, they're just into different stuff. But, you know, if you're listening to this station, I'm pretty sure, you know, you guys got your eyes and ears peeled. But, yeah, it, you know, for me, I just pay attention to those things because the little tip tidbits that they're giving out is a lot of information. They're not giving you all of it, you know, I mean, what, you know, what you would think, you know, that maybe to answer some of your questions, but they're giving you that information that the technology is out. And that technology be, has been out for a while. I'm going to say it's been out for a while. If they've been tinkering around and, you know, they let that out, some of that out in the 40s, you know, not we're talking about with the uh, huge Navy ships, but as, in, you know, now that we have nanotechnology, that stuff is being implemented faster and, you know, and, it, you know, that technology is coming out quicker, quicker than we can even imagine. Because, you know, if we can see from the time where we went from horse and buggy to the moon, less than a hundred years, you know, we got our hands on some something that's probably out of this world. And I, you know, I would never, uh, I, I would never doubt that because to the universe is too vast to say that we're here alone. Yeah. Amen yeah. to that. 100% amen to that. We, we are not alone. And I think, uh, that, that goes for probably however you want to take that, whether that's the machine elves or whether that's the extraterrestrials flying from, from Alpha Centauri or whether that's even just, uh, you know, the meditation Merkabas. Like there's some, there's some strange things going on here that, uh, again, a reality doesn't seem to be, uh, as so cut and dry as they tell us in elementary school. And thank goodness they're not teaching us to meditate and turn into Merkabuzz in elementary school because, well, uh, that might be a mess. But <laughs> but anyway, it's probably a little too early for all that. But, um, yeah, so let's uh, – yeah, we're done. We're getting the hell out of here. Kelly, you are the best, my friend. Always, uh, like I said, Kelly, old, old, old friend. He's family at this point. It's been uh, it's been years, hasn't it? How, how When was the first time you called on this show? Do you remember? It was, it was probably about three years ago. I think when it was right before – we, me and Michelle were talking about it too. It was like, were we in still in Maryland, or you know, because that's when we were stationed out there. Or was we, you know, I was getting out and transitioning out, and we were over in like Nebraska, stayed with some family there. But yeah, it's been about oh man, it's three, four years now. It's three years plus. It's definitely three years. So, so we started April of 2018. So we're we're three and a half years plus. So you probably it's probably been three solid years. You probably called in that first time in that summer of 2018. I would think somewhere right in that range. Yeah, yeah. Look, we've been at this for a while, ain't we? We're not rookies. <laughs> Let oh. them say what they want, but we're not rookies. Oh no, we yeah, we're just scratching the surface, man. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's part of it, right? Again, three hours, four nights a week now, and we're still barely scratching the surface on a lot of this stuff. It's pretty wild how deep just a lot of these conversations go. So so I want to thank you again for uh, for all your amazing information, all, all your great thoughts on all this stuff. And again, for uh, for all, over all the years, like I said, it's uh, 
Uh, I wanted to point out that uh, when I say Kelly's an old friend, I freaking mean it. It's not uh, not just saying we met last week. Kelly's been around a minute, and uh, he's kind of been through all the iterations of Troubled Minds and even adapted, right? The, he's got the old sailor with the sailor mouth and the potty mouth. He's like, yep. He even said, cool, I'll just call him in the third hour now because <laughs> I can't trust myself. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate all that, man. Thanks for rolling with the punches and being uh, being part of all this. It's It's super amazing. Super, super amazing. Uh, Daryl, you still there? My pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Same here. Same here. Like I said, you come to Vegas, you let me know, bro. We're going to have some beers. We're going to go watch the stars. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. All right. All right. So, uh, so, uh, so we're done. I guess we're done. Uh, Ke- uh, I don't know if uh, Daryl's there. She's probably still listening. She, she's popping in and out, so her internet's broken. So unless you got I'm anything there. else. Uh, what's up? Uh, so, Daryl. Daryl, what's up? What, what are your final thoughts? We're about yes. to wind this down. Yes, what about the invisibility? What about all the rest of this stuff? I think, listen, I think I've seen, like, pixelated um, cloaking techniques in New York, you know, where they're trying to hide. Uh, I, there's a there's a spaceship on top of the uh, Strand Hotel that's kind of uh, hidden with pixelation techniques. Cloaked. A lot of the time it's cloaked, but not all of the time. And they can't cloak a thousand percent of the time. Um, or a percent of the time. They said you have to get four Tibetan mirrors face inside a room to catch the cloaked time traveler or remote viewer or uh, shadow person. I'm just repeating something I heard. I don't think you have to make sure the mirrors are from Tibet. They could be any mirrors. You think about it. If you have four mirrors facing a room, there's really nowhere to hide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So that so that just depends on the the state of reality, right? I think that a uh, little bit of weirdness could be, too. Could be, or your technology, how far advanced it is. I think you know if you think that we have, um, you know, we're just a few hundred years into our technology. What if these people, like from different galaxies, are a thousand years or a billion years ahead of us? Do you think they could achieve just about anything, including, you know, wormholes and warp speeds and teleportation and everything? Everything that we think is magic is probably achievable with a billion years of knowledge. It's, I think anything's possible. That's what I, that's what I have to say. <laughs> Amen to that. So let's wrap this another, up. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. In another world, in another universe, that's not too far away from ours, you know. It could be happening, you know, like, like you know, the animals that, that can uh, shapeshift or, uh, you know, transform or disappear or switch, you know, interdimensional, shapeshifting nanorobots, whatever. <laughs> I think anything's possible. Right, exactly. You know? Uh, got a good comment here I want to read before we finish up here from Nathan on uh, Rockfin says if we live in multidimensional realms with frequencies like a FM radio station tuning bar then we don't need rematerialization we just need to tune into the next realm and use portal and wormholes as access and doorways you can use consciousness alone to travel like a yogi or remote viewer what's up Nathan thanks for hanging out with us thanks for uh, thanks for uh, dropping your thoughts there uh, good stuff Good stuff. I don't know. Uh, very much like uh, what Daryl was saying here. So let's uh, let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. Anything else? 
<laughs> we got some howls. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I mean, we'll see you guys tomorrow, and uh, you guys uh, be good to yourselves and good to others. There you go. 100%. 100%. Uh, be good to yourself so you can be good to others. That's 100%. That needs to be a uh, Trouble Minds t-shirt, as always. Uh, good stuff. Kelly, old friend of the show. Thank you, Daryl, for hanging out with us. I'm going to mute you just so your talk back isn't coming through as we wind this down. Uh, thank you, Daryl, for being part of this. I'll unmute you in just a sec. And let's uh, finish. Let us finish, shall we? I'm going to play some music, and uh, let's do it. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, it goes a little something like this, right? We uh, do this four nights a week. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we talk about all kinds of crazy shit. That's what this show is all about, right? It's about uh, it's about your reality. It's about the reality that we live in. It's about well, mm, it's more than that. I, I don't know. It's it's too much, too much. It's even too much to sum up at some point. It's about a lot of things, and I think there are a lot of things that are worthy of talking about. There are a lot of things worthy of thinking about, and that's what's happening here. That's why we do this. That's why I like to consider all the possibilities. And who knows? We're wrong, right? But don't forget, don't forget the underlying theme of this whole show is we have the right to be wrong. And so, right, that goes with religious ideas. That goes with all the rest of these things, okay? We don't want to live in a world where science is the king. And I'm not a science denier. I love science. I talk about science all the time. But when you get Fauci saying, I am the science. No, sir. Fuck off. You are not the science. You're just a politicized little man that's been in the deep state for your whole fucking life. You are not the science. The science is something completely separate, and it is not people. And that's what this show's about. Not about Fauci. Not about you. Well, it is about you. Not about science in particular, in the sense that people are science. Science is science. And we're going to keep on talking about that. We're going to keep on considering those things. And that's what this show's about. Thank you again to all the amazing calls tonight. Thank you again to all the amazing chat tonight. Thanks for all the people that are out there listening and shy and not chatting. You know who you are. And, uh, well, we're going to keep on doing our thing. We're going to keep on trucking and talking about all of this. All of this. Because all of this... There's more. There's always more. There's always more stuff to consider and to think about, and that's what this is about. So, as we finish, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, more Troubled Minds coming to you tomorrow night on Thursday. A little birdie told me maybe we'll start doing Friday shows. So if you guys are into that, let me know in the chat. Let me know in the feedback. Tweet at me. Holler at me. Email me. TroubleMindsRadio at Gmail. Maybe we'll start adding the Friday shows. Yeah, you tell me. You guys tell me what's going on with all this. And uh, thank you for being part of this. The, the journey's been amazing. All this stuff I've learned. All the amazing people I've met. All of the rest of that, you let me know. And uh, there we go. Let's get the F out of here. You guys have a fantastic night. There we go. That was a premature howl. That one goes out to Ronald with his nanotechnology penis implant. (laughs) What's up, Nathan on Rockman? Says, what if technology is made for spiritual regression? And that's that's a show in itself right there. What's up, Liam Martin? Everybody follow uh, Liam Martin, the Exiled Minds podcast. Link in the description. All right. All right. Keep talking. Running out of music. Let's get the hell out of here. As we finish, we'll be back tomorrow night, God willing. Thank you for listening. Be sure, be strong, be true. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night.
What's up, Rock, Rock Lobster? You're too late. We're ending right now. All right, here we go. Ow! Ow! It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.